Welcome to the greatest movies about Gen X Tournament Challenge. Not even supposed to be here today. Dear Mr. Vernon, we accept the fact that we had to sacrifice a whole Saturday in detention for whatever it was we did wrong. But we think you're crazy to make us write an essay telling you who we think we are. And you see us as you want to see us. In the simplest terms, with the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each one of us is a brain and an athlete and a basket case a princess and a criminal does that answer your question sincerely yours the breakfast club ours is a story that can only be told across multiple podcasts and decades ten where have you been for ten years I freaked out, I joined the army, I worked for the government, I went into business with myself, I'm a professional killer. From 80s pop to grunge and writing to finally being an adult, we will debate the best movies about the best generation ever. If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? I didn't exhale. (laughs) (laughs) Works for me. The highs, the lows, and a whole lot of dead-end jobs will be explored. Say a prayer for the youth of America. I don't know. Drugs are out. Sex is out. Politics are out. Everything is on hold. I mean, we definitely need something new. Everybody knows that the days are loaded. So join us all. Gen X Mixtape, Gen X Grown Ups, Society Owes Me a Gen X Podcast, and Project Gen X because no one else is looking out for us. Nice fucking khakis. Ew! Get off of me! Ugh, I'm And without further ado, the greatest movie about Gen X begins now! Or whatever. Joe, it's Rex Manning Day. What, no applause? You met me at a very strange time in my life. Careful how you mention pig, John will get mad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we we never quite uh, covered that on this show at all, but... I think you and I. I think you and I have differing opinions on that movie. I loved it. So. I'm I'm in John's corner on this one. Welcome I, to the welcome Project, to Project Gen, Gen X. X. Uh, welcome podcast. back to the Project Gen X podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Alan Smith, along with I'm the other guy, Big Dave, and I'm Barry. There we go. We are uh, here to do something really kind of fun. That um, uh, well, let's be honest. This was your brainchild. You know, as we're recording this, we were in our our studio 2.0. Which is awesome, and yeah, it is. and this movie, um, March Madness of sorts. You know this this tournament that Sweet we're doing. Yeah, March yeah Madness, well, it's you know it, we're starting. Yeah, I mean it, we start with thirty two. Starting with thirty two, and, and and you know to crown the the best movie or the the. The greatest movie about Gen X. Yes. I always put. The, I have to make sure to emphasize the about because yes. people. Are, I know people are going to be like, "Well, why is it this movie?" And why, well, those yeah. movies are not about. They might be Gen X movies, but they're not about right. Gen X. Um, yeah. Much like Studio 2.0, mm-hmm. this tournament originated 
I, I the the well, oh I take it back. The germs of this originated a while back because uh, Dave and I had talked about it. You know, it's kind of one of those things. That I was like, I have this idea for this thing, and blah blah blah. Right. I went, yeah, that sounds cool. It sounds cool, but it sat on the back burner for months and months and months and months. And then I came. Once it once we decided, hey, let's do this. Mm-hmm. It all happened in just a matter of like a couple of days. Yeah, yeah, and. Much like Studio 2.0, which was a thought of, hey, I should do this on a Tuesday, or on a Tuesday evening, mm-hmm. and then by Saturday morning, as we're recording this, we're sitting in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> he's not wrong, folks. No, no, he's not. Uh, he's really one, not. One of the one of the one of the the, the good things about <laughs> well, we won't get into all that. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, here we are. We we are going to do our um, our bracket for the we ended up with greatest gen x in the east region we have the we have the eastern region um and we were we will leave all of the links in the show notes as well as we'll say you know where to go to to hear the other east the other brackets yes uh because we are getting some help from our friends at um uh, Gen X grown up, as well as uh, Gen X, the other Alan and Dave at, at Gen X mixtape. Gen X mixtape. I still say those guys need a berry too. <laughs> you never know; they might they might wind up hey, with one. You never know. And then uh, our friends from from across the pond with Society owes me a Gen X podcast. Yes, waving it across. the I pond. know it'll walk That's across right. the pond that way. Um, That's so. There is. We're all taking a bracket. For this initial episode, and just letting you know what's going on yeah. here, we're all going to take a bracket individually. We're going to debate ours down to basically the elite eight. Yep, is what it comes down to. They're going to do the same, and then we're going to get together, and and we're going to try to get everybody together, or we may have to do it in pieces. I don't know yet. Again, one of those things. This lo- may actually lo- get released in May yeah. sometime. Logis- <laughs> logistics were, were not the thing that was on my, my mind. When Alan is not big this. on logistics. We, we promise uh, it'll all be done by I, 2023. Dave and Barry have known me long enough to know that I'm like, hey, I got this idea. Let's do this thing. How are we going to do it? I don't know. Let's just do it. <laughs> so usually me and Barry end up having to take exactly. the reins and, and kind of – Put it into a how picture. screwed are we when he's the idea guy? Yeah, well, you know, you know, <laughs> this is different from whenever every other time we've done I anything know. with Fair. him. Fair. So, um, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna try to get all or as many of us together, you know, via Zoom more than anything else because yeah. we're all spread out. Yep. Um, to debate the the Elite Eight, Final Four, and champions. You yes. Know, to uh, and Barry Barry. Being one of the 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 more organized uh, of our bunch, <laughs> if Alan is complete chaos, yes, yeah. Barry is complete order, and I'm I know this is all D and D. I'm talking about. So Dave is chaotic neutral. I mean, I, what? Yeah. You know? Yes. Now, <laughs> yes. hey, am I chaotic? because I can go either way? <laughs> am I chaotic good or chaotic evil? No, you're you're straight up just chaos. Okay, yeah, just yeah. in general, okay. you're full on chaos, which means I'm neutral. All right. Jeez. No, you're definitely chaotic evil. I changed my mind. Why, why am I feeling the urge to roll for initiative? I don't know why here. Where, where are the 20 sided die? Exactly. All right. So, just to kind of make sure everybody's on the same page, and all these rules were sent over to all four podcasts, so everyone kind of knows what the guidelines are to go by this. Uh, we basically broke it up into three different criteria, yes. for lack of a better word. The first one is the soundtrack. You know, how easy do you remember it? Is it still listenable? 
Do you remember it as singles or as kind of a whole? And really the most important, how integral was it to the actual storyline of the movie? Yes. Was it just kind of there as filler or did it really feel like it was kind of interacting almost as its own character? Right. Second one is Gen X representation of the characters and the story. Essentially, do you know that guy? Do you mm-hmm. know that girl? Mm-hmm. Was that person in your high school? Was that person somebody you used to work with? <laughs> was that you, know? you? Was that you? Exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the reliability of the storylines and the relatability of them. You know, is it something that's just so far-fetched? You, you know, it may be a great story, but it, it doesn't talk to you. Right, right. And, you know, the other thing is the relevance of the time period. You know, is it something that is truly Gen X-centric? Or is it something that's more kind of... You know, to of, st- of the time, yeah. To to steal a line from Disney, is it a tale as old as time? Oh. You know, or is it just something that really could only nail down in that? And, and the third, I ever told you how much I hate Beauty and the Beast. I kind of figured that's <laughs> why I threw it in there. <laughs> of all the Disney movies that, that were that, all the Disney movies and all the joints and all the but, world, but especially in that Renaissance that, that happened in the last in the in the late eighties, early nineties, that is the one movie that I'm like, now screw that movie. Yeah, that but is you get, just you got to get props on one thing. It's the second Disney movie Angela Lansbury ever did. Okay, so you know. And the third one, like I said, is, is staying power. You know, not just rewatchability, but also, you know, how relevant is it? Is it something that's okay. just so out of touch that you're not going to be able to watch it anymore? Or is it something that kind of you can still get some relation to? That's not 100% true. Okay. What you said about Angela Lansbury. Okay. What was the third one? Second wow. one she voiced in. Mm-hmm. But remember, she was also in Bed Knobs and Brooks. Yeah, that's her first one. Yeah, but you uh, forgot the Fox and the Hound. Oh, I did forget she the Fox is, and the Hound. She is Todd's... Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. Wow. Look yeah. at you calling me on my Disney. Hey. All right. All right. Fox, hey, Fox and the Hound was another one of those childhood traumas. Yes. Of, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. Disney loves to, to traumatize oh, children yeah, at a young Di- age. So. Disney loves orphan children. You know? Yeah. Disney's so. just evil. Let's just call it. It's Well, <laughs> I, I, you're not wrong. All right. I mean, okay. look what they've done to all our favorite properties. Ooh. ooh that's, not, that's not 100% true. That's a podcast for another day right there. Yeah. That, that, we, we could really go a deep, deep dive on that one. So. But instead, let's go to round one, boys. I know. All right. Here we go. So, our first matchup. Are we just going to start at the top and we'll work start our way at down? the top start and work, top our way and work down. down? First matchup was, and by the way, we did seat these. We seated them. Yes, we did. And we went through. And, well, let's, and if let's, you don't like the seating, blame Barry because he did it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. I w- all right. When I did, all right, if you, if you guys saw the, my video that I dropped on Instagram. on Instagram where I did the draw, mm-hmm. I yep. said that. Um, the guys in, at, at Gen X Grown Up got the tough bracket. I was wrong. <laughs> this was a tough bracket. We got the tough bracket. Can, can, I, can I tell there, you There something? is no easy bracket. I was about to say, there is no easy bracket but in this one. this one in particular, I sat here and looked at it and went, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> there's a few. I mean, there, there is, there's, there's a, two yeah, of these tough. matchups in particular that I'm like, yeah, there were literally, tough. literally, it's me taking one of my dogs out in the backyard and, and shooting it. Yeah. I mean, well, just... You're and, having to kill your darling. And before, before we get going here, let, let's be clear. 
None of these movies are bad movies. None of them are. are none of these none. are unwatchable movies. No, I, I would beg to differ on one. Oh, of them. shut okay. up! Well, yeah, you know. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, too. I do too. <laughs> but you know, none of these are truly bad movies, and you know, they're all going to be touchstones. They're all going to be something that someone from Gen X is going to be able to go. Oh, I remember watching that. I remember watching that fifty times. Right. Or whatever. Right. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a representation of Gen X. That's the key. That's what we're looking for here. Right. So In some shape, way, or form. Exactly. All right. So, matchup number one. Our number one seed for our bracket, Empire Records, mm -hmm. versus our number eight seed, and I know a lot of people got pissed at that, Heathers. Yes. Um, I don't disagree with the seating so much um, on this bracket. In you just didn't want these two to go head to head. This one doesn't bother me as much as some other ones we're going to get to. Um, okay. it, it's still going to be a, a good debate. Um, okay. So I, which, let's just start with Empire Records since it's number one. Actually, no, let's start with the underdog. Let's start with Heathers. Okay. Uh, at least in 1989. Yes. Uh, stars Winona Ryder. Christian, um, Slater. Christian Slater, star-studded cast. Yep. It really does. I mean, uh, Shannon, Doherty. Shannon Doherty is in it. Um, hold on, let me pull it up here since I'm so organized. Uh, I know there's more, but it's... And who directed this movie? Because I think that... Still has one of my favorite uh, shout-outs to uh, um, uh, somewhat of an indie artist, the fact that it was called Westerberg High. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Just cracks me up every time I say it. Well, yeah, it's Paul Westerberg. Exactly. The replacement. Yeah. We all know how I feel about the replacement. Um, <laughs> he loves it. I love yeah. replacements. Uh, he loves This loves. was released March 31st, so very close to when we were recording this, 1989. Mm -hmm. It's um, a budget of $3 million. Opening weekend did $177,000, It grossed about $1.1 million in, in, the, in the U.S. Worldwide, $1.16 million. <laughs> I mean, so you know. it, it was not a... I, I admittedly, when I first heard about this movie... Um, where is effing... Who directed this? Not sure. I can't remember. Oh, Michael Lehman. Okay. Um, I did not discover this. I, I remember hearing about this movie the first time I was in high school. Mm -hmm. Someone telling me about it. They had rented it on VHS. That's, I think most people saw that or like on HBO or something. I saw it maybe a year later on HBO. I saw it where somebody had videotaped it off of HBO and brought <laughs> us the go. VHS tape because we weren't paying for HBO. Oh, that's fair. At least you're being honest on that one. I can guarantee you I saw it on a free a free weekend, yeah. maybe weekend is what it was. And I was like, oh, I heard about this movie. And like, the first time I saw it as a teenager, mm -hmm. I didn't quite get it in the fact of I didn't realize how much of a um I hate to say parody because it's not a parody. It's Arf. a satire. Satire. How yeah. much of a satire this movie was. It was later on whenever I watched it again and I was like, oh, I get this now. Yeah. Um very, very uh, you know, it and it does. It has that Gen X Every, nothing. We don't take anything seriously. Yeah, it's got a lot of a lot of nihilism, a lot of and, nihilism, a <laughs> lot of anarchy. Yes, and uh, 
And, you know, because that's the whole thing. Christian Slater's character pretty much is just... Christian Slater's character is pretty much the... Um, it's rebel without a cause is what it is. Yeah, but he's pretty much the... the, the mm. um, the guy's name is Jason Dean. Come on. Yeah, it is. Well, but he, the character, is pretty much the um, the Allstate guy, the I am chaos, you know, whatever. Right. You know, oh, they, yeah. He, but in a lot of ways. Mayhem. I mean, it's I a mayhem. mayhem. That's here's, what it is. Here's yeah. why I have a problem with it being okay. a representative of Gen X. It's yep. only about the elite of the high society preppy group okay. of Gen X. To your point, Dave. So I, I actually went through and okay, I, that's I, I broke this out into the three categories, okay. soundtrack, representation, staying power. So to your point on the, the representation, this is what I got. I basically said this movie shows more of what we wanted it to be in the 90s instead of what it actually was. It didn't I, really have any representation other than the lunchroom scene. The lunchroom scene yeah. where they're going around and talking to everybody, where you talk to the stoners, you talk to the... The, uh, the 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 losers. You talk to the jocks. You talk to all these people. Right. You know that shows more of okay. These were the real people that were actually that I knew. Yeah, right. I didn't know the Heather's. They 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 were you know I'm they sure were, they well, existed. They were the but, elite yeah. level yeah. of the high society prep slash Dave. group. And I'm just I'm going to say this now and get it out there so everybody can hate on me. This is the most well budgeted, well casted afternoon school special <laughs> about suicide yeah. um, gay sex um, bad parenting well, hey, 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 and uh, murder hey man teenage suicide don't do it don't do it though. don't do it <laughs> so this, this was basically the I love my dead gay son I love my dead gay son <laughs> this, this was the, the most well budgeted afternoon school special about peer pressure and suicide and everything and, that is bad but it's almost like a black comedy because there's so many oh it's very black, very much a black oh the, it's what, a black what comedy did call the, just, what, what was the the type of bullets the Google book yeah i know i looked I that know, up do you know I what know. that translates to Mm-mm. i lied <laughs> that's german for i lied you, you know it's it, it is one of those situations with this that it did not find its audience in the in theaters at all, it found its audience on VHS. Right, and, the, these and people HBO. need help because it, to me, this is a garbage movie. Okay, I'll call it. Okay, uh, all right. So Dave is not on board with Heather's. No, I am not right. on board with Heather's. Well, let's 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 go through the criteria. We talked about the representation, right. the soundtrack. Now, what soundtrack? There and, is. Yeah, Dave. There Dave is had no the point. Soundtrack. There's. It's mostly I'm, instrumental. I'm going to do this. When movies were released, and to this day, they release an original movie score. Yep, and they release a soundtrack. Mm-hmm. This is something we probably should have gotten into in the rules because we said soundtrack, mm-hmm. not original movie and score. It, it well, does anything have else a that we're has, doing in here pretty much has a soundtrack. It yeah, has. I think there's like one other that does. Yeah. It has instrumental. one song. It, Teenage it, suicide. Don't do it. And no, well, two, <laughs> two. If you want to get into it, because I think that was an actual band. I actually looked I them up and no found idea. them. Big Big Fun is big an fun? actual band oh that I God. looked up. And now the question is, did they exist before this movie? That's a good question whether they took their name from the movie mm-hmm. or not. Um, it had one song. Yeah. yeah. And, and it wasn't very good. And as a Gen Xer, it was used it had, ironically. It had four songs. Uh, okay. Que Sera Sera. Yeah. Um, Doris Day. Yeah. Yeah, but... Um, Which I got to admit... It, hold on. The, it's it's a creepy using of it, but it worked. Well, Teenage know? Suicide, Don't Do It, Big Fun. Yep. You're the only one for me, written and performed by Stuart Levin. Okay. Uh, and then yeah, the case of Ross Ra, it's on here. It's listed on here twice. Yeah. And one of them is Sly and, Fa- Sly and the Family Stone doing it. Oh wow! 
Yeah. So you know, I love Sly and the Family Stone. I'm so, gonna so check that the, out. Yeah. So the other one is is, uh oh, performed by Sid Strom. Okay. So yeah, it, it, there's a couple of there's a couple of the the same you know right. So yeah, four so, songs in general. Yeah, so for me, the soundtrack was not rememberable. Okay. It, it is not listenable. All right. It was not memorable as singles or a whole. <laughs> okay. So Dave did not enjoy Heather's. <laughs> what about you, Al? <laughs> no. And integral to storyline. <laughs> you know. <sighs> As Dave's choking, Dave. Through. I know Dave's dying over here. So that's what you ha- this is what happens when you speak ill of Heather's. Apparently, um, no. This movie made me sick. Is what it is. <laughs> it's the Veronica curse on him. <laughs> I know mm. where Dave went to high school. Okay. <laughs> okay, you know of one of the places I went to. high well, school. Well, I know about. here in here, I know where Dave went to high school, and I know kind of the the power dynamic there. Right. I went to a private school, mm-hmm. so that power dynamic really plays well with Heather's. I could see that. <laughs> I could definitely see that. Oh, it did too where I went to. I know, that's what I'm saying. I know that I, I know what school you went to. Yeah. And and the amount of of money and privilege that is associated with that place. Right. Uh you went to Laverne. Laverne. Okay, yeah. No, you didn't have that problem. Well, we kind of, <laughs> it, it, where I went it, Honestly, I have to say where I went it was as cookie cutter stereotype as you could possibly imagine for right. what you consider right. 90s high school to okay. be Fair enough. E- every good. trope every meme everything that you can imagine was all happening in the high school that i went to okay. yeah sure well yeah that's a so um, so admittedly this movie for me yep i think it's a good eight seed Okay. Um, I and I don't. I think not, it's seated too high. I, I do not. <laughs> I, I did it's not. It's a seat we could give it. Especially when I saw. I stand by what I said. All right. Let's talk about the next one before we do anything. Well, no, hold on. Well, hold on. on. All right, go, go got, through. Go we, through we got, the. Yeah. We got one more, and that's staying power. No, is it rewatchable? No. Well, we know Dave's thoughts. It is rewatchable. I agree. It it does have a a pretty a pretty you know um, loyal cult. Well, around it, see, and you I, know, and the thing is, is that there was a was it. There's Heather's the musical, yes, which, which they just did came a, out not too long yeah, ago. Yeah, right? there was uh, somebody was trying to do uh, Heather's television. Uh, I want to say I remember that, but I, it, I, I don't think, think it it, I don't think it ever got past the pile. See, the people, like yeah. the people who love the show are uh-huh. the ones that grew up in this group and being these people, and they just want to relive their high school over and over and over again. Well, so when I got down here was, to me, this is one of those ones that's more of a a timeless story and not one necessarily of that era, because, like I said, it's Rebel Without a Cause. You you could absolutely drop this this movie into any time. Yeah, exactly. You're always going to have somebody that is, you know, rebelling. Now, there are certain things, you know, like with... with, I mean, even Jason... Even J.D. was part of that elitist... yeah. Yeah, J.D. was part of that elitist group of preppies and high society well, group because his dad owned a construction company that was so rich that he would just move to the town where he was doing the construction in. Yeah. I mean, it, but you know, with him, this guy pull- was riding around on a Harley Davidson Sportster in high school. In high school. So, Dave, I think you're projecting. Screw that guy. <laughs> <laughs> screw that guy. Um, Dave, you, know, you need a hug. The, you need the, a hug. Is whole, that what you're saying? No. I, I was part of the musician, you know, loser group over there. So, you know, we hated those people. Fair. The. With him pulling the gun, yeah, at the beginning of the, you know, in, mm-hmm. in the school and everything, again, something that would never be done today. Like that joke would not be done. Oh in, no, in a, no, 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 no. There's no way they get away uh, with that today. And, 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 and also, and also the 
he frames the football players as being gay, yeah, you yeah. know, on their day. <laughs> it's so funny because what was it? Was it? Was it Evian or was it just bottled water? It was mineral water. Mineral water. Mineral water. Yeah. Oh, and, oh my and God! Actually, they I they think, were drinking mineral water. And they're I, gay. Actually, you know, from the uh, bottle of it, I think it was clearly Canadian. It could have been. Yeah, I, you know that that kind of stuff is like again of its time. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I think it, the movie could be dropped into any time frame. And, and somebody a, who, few, who, a few a few tweaks. And okay. somebody who knows something about firearms and all that. One of the guns that he keeps pulling out mm-hmm. is a Colt Anaconda. Yes. This thing is the a Anaconda. Don't want none. this. Is a fifteen hundred dollar pistol even back then? Well, look how rich they were, and and, and it's not exactly a subtle firearm. No, it's either. not a subtle. Fi- and one of them was left at the murder scene, mm-hmm. and then he shows up in the movie later on with another one. How many Anacondas did his dad have laying around the house? He at shot fi- all of at them. He shot the Costco. So. All of them. He got them in. He had all of them. That's what the- <laughs> all right. Well, to give Dave a bit of a break. All right, let's move on to the movie. Mm-hmm. Let's switch over to its competitor. Empire Records. Empire Records release. Just go ahead and put this as the winner. Hold on. <laughs> just, just just do it now. Yeah, well, we're still going to talk about it. Um, hold on. Release October twentieth, nineteen ninety five. Yep. It had a. Well, you know what? I'm not seeing a. You know, a budget. Let's put it this way. It Opening made- weekend. Hundred fifty thousand dollars, grossed two hundred seventy three thousand dollars. Wow! It's a cult classic. Had a, Let's and call that it what it is. It, it is. I remember when this. Well, and when this talk, movie was released, let's talk okay. about the cast first. Talk, off. Okay, okay. First, let's yeah, go because I mean the cast is ridiculous. All right, you have Liv Tyler. Hold you on. You have okay. Renee Zellweger. Well, hold on. We have Anthony Lapaglia. 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 Not Italian speaking. I am not. Debbie Mazar. Yes. Maxwell Caulfield, Rex Manning. Rex Manning. Um, Rory Cochran. Who later went on to be in CSI, was it? Or NCIS? One of those shows. Mm, he was he was also in um, Days and Confused. He was in Days and Confused. So. Yeah. Um, Johnny Whitworth. Mm-hmm. Robin Tooney, who... She was in the craft. the craft. She was in um, um, what was it, The Mentalist? Uh, she's been in a bunch yeah. of stuff. Yeah, okay. great actress. Renee Zellweger. This is a pre-fame Renee Zellweger. This is yes. one of her first movies. Okay. Pre-fame and pre-like surgery. So. Oh gosh, we won't get into that. Yeah, uh, Ethan Embry. Yep. Oh, I forgot about Ethan Embry. Yep. Um, <laughs> the Guar scene. I know. This is good brownies. <laughs> uh, Liv Tyler. Yep. Which this was this was her. Outside one, one of the of her, Aerosmith videos, this was her like one her of her big breakout, her big breakout yep. roles with with um, Renee. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see if there's anybody else of note here. I mean, there there are obviously more people in it, but that seems like the those are the hitters. Um, yeah. So, uh, Coyote Shivers, and oh, Brendan Sexton the third. Okay, that's. Um, my name's not Warren. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Warren Beatty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. So, this movie is everything that Hot Topic wishes it could be. And yeah. I say that having worked there 20 plus years ago and them saying, we really want the feel in here to kind of be like Empire Records. It's I mean, hot. literally, it was. And I was like, screw you, because I actually worked in a record shop mm-hmm. that was a lot like Empire Records it's, without it's, trying to be. It's so. Tower Records meets Hot yes, Topic. Very yeah, much so. exactly. Very much so. But that being said, you know, well, okay, we'll start off. Soundtrack. 
I got to give props on this uh, soundtrack because it's such it's a good. So I, I, I actually found it on Spotify. Okay, I, did you get the actual soundtrack or it, was it the? <laughs> Fine, go ahead. I'm just go ahead because I, mean, I was going to pull up music that was even in the show. Itself. I know. Yeah. See, that's and and that's and some of it is as memorable. Like you remember it, it's like, oh, that's on the soundtrack. And you go to the soundtrack, it's like, it's not there. How yeah. is that not on the soundtrack? That's well, such I a mean, great song. Can you name any other movie that immediately comes to mind that had on its soundtrack everybody from the Gin Blossoms to Guar? No. Right. I mean, that's well, it, you run the gambit on that sucker, you know? Here is the track listing. Till I Hear It From You by the Gin Blossoms. One of the which, biggest hits from that. That was, and that's a, a lot of. That was the single from the soundtrack. That right? that single was released. Well, you had that one in Sugar High. Oh, no, no, no. There's one other one in here. Well, okay. And, and honestly, the one that was released from Sugar High is not the good one. The yeah. good one is that has Renee actually, actually singing. Sing. I know, and that's yeah. the thing that kills me about the soundtrack. Like, I remember getting the soundtrack. Why not release that? Yeah. Why doesn't this side have the backing vocals on it? Well, you know, that's, and I'm talking about any of them. Yeah. Not even just the point where she takes the, the second verse or whatever, but you know, she's doing that bit in, in the chorus. You know, there's, there's that's, an, none of that's on here. There's another movie that we're going to touch base on that has a one of its leads singing in it that's right. not on its soundtrack that still pisses me off. Okay, until yeah. uh, I hear it from you, I'll be honest. That, because... We it's all a Jim know, We all song. know how much I love the Jim Blossom. Yeah. So yeah. when that song was, that single was released, they were like, "Oh, it's from this new movie, Empire Records." Oh, I want to see this. You know, and yeah. the yeah. video had clips from the, the movie. movie and all that kind of stuff. Yep. As you can see from the box office, it didn't play anywhere around here. Yeah. It wasn't until it hit VHS. Yep. A or year cable. later, or what? It was yeah. actually VHS. I remember it was specifically VHS. like yeah. hitting, like going in and renting this movie and being like, "Oh my god, this was one of my movies I fell in love with." In this night. was one of those okay. things to where Alan found it and it was like, "Dude, have you seen? You got to see yeah. this movie." And I went to Blockbuster or okay. Hollywood and rented it. So here we go. Uh, Liar by the Cranberries. Yep. Great. Song. Here's the other one. A Girl Like You by Edwin Collins. Oh, yes. Yep. Okay. That's and, what um, this is from. Now, it's known more for Charlie's Angels Full Throttle because yep. it's got that whole sequence with her you know, walking down mm-hmm. like, the elevator. And everything. But that's what this one's from. Uh, Free by the Martinis. Yep. Uh, Crazy Life, Toad the Wet Sprocket. And, and Toad is one of yeah. my favorite bands. Bright as Yellow, The Innocent Mission. Circle of Friends, Better Than Ezra. Yep. Which the, how, many, how many times has that, that song been covered? A, I mean, really. I mean, it's just like a... Uh, I don't want to live today by the Ape Hangers. Whole lot of trouble by Cracker. Um, Ready, steady, go by Mises. Uh, what you do by Drill. Nice overalls, Luster. Here it comes again by Please. The Ballad of El, uh, El Gordo by Evan Dando from El Gordo. Uh, El, is it? No, it's G O O D O. It's Gordo. Yeah, it's Gordo. It's Gordo. It's Gordo. Okay. Yeah, Evan Dando from the Limited yep. Heads. And then Sugar High, which is Coyote Shivers, who is who is in the, the movie. movie, right? Um, that is a solid yeah. soundtrack. And it's, there it's, is not a bad... Now, again, if you won't blow, you got it, is not on the soundtrack. Which this is, is the day is not on This is either. not on... Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, what, what was the, the Rex Manning song? song? The, uh, what was the Rex Manning song? Uh, it's not on uh, here. Uh, something Mia Moore. Mia Moore, yeah. Uh, and then, I Adore and then, Mia Moore. Yeah, it's not like I Adore Mia Moore. No, that's, that's, no, that's, that's Color Me that's Bad. Color me oh, bad. yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks for, thanks for knocking the dust off that one, Dave. Why, why are we doing this at 9 in the morning? Why are we doing this at 9 in the morning? I haven't had coffee. Yikes. And then, but yeah, and then... Um, the, the Guar song yes. is not on here. I'm trying to remember. Um, it was, uh, was it Sodom and Go-Go? Or was I don't it remember American which song is at the top of my head. I can't remember um, off the top of my head. I do know it's that whole thing where... It's They're watching, Guar's going to come back up again. Yes, yes, it will. Yes, they <laughs> will. 
where they where he's sitting there, he's eating those brownies, and he's eating the brownie, and they're Watching like, "Hey, you want to come and play with us?" Ah, you know, so and then you're a great sac- singer. Too bad you gotta die. Ah, and then he gets sacrificed brownies. to the drum, the alien <laughs> that lives under the drum. I tent. wanted yep. so badly to get sacrificed at the Gar store at the Gar show, and just could not get there. Yes. My twenty first birthday. I went to see Guar mm-hmm. in Memphis at the Omni New Daisy. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. And when they found out it was my birthday, I got thrown in the meat grinder. Nice. nice. Awesome. So, awesome. So, yeah. Um, soundtrack. We, we haven't even talked about the, the movie. Yeah, so, that's what I yeah. say. That's, uh, All right. So, I think we kind of touched a little bit on the representation on this. It's this. Okay. This movie, Gen X wise, yep. basically is late stage Gen X. Yeah. Movie yeah, came out in 95. These these kids are all 17, 18, 19, early, very early 20, yes. like maybe 2021 at the most. Well, I think one, like, in, uh, Tyler's they're, supposed to be graduating high school. Right, her and, yeah, yeah and, you know, yeah. and so it's one of those things You've got where, some that are supposed to be going to college, some that aren't going to college, they're just working, and then some that are getting ready to graduate. Right. Some that so, stole the money and ran to Vegas. Right. So, so well, that was Alan's, that's Alan. That's Alan, yeah. <laughs> that, that character is Alan. Probably, yeah. Um, What's with today? Now he today? did not go to Vegas. He went to Atlantic City. Atlantic yeah. City. I'm sorry, because this was evidently in Jersey or something, yeah, something yeah. like that. Uh, again, coming something we're going to talk about later. Coming off of a, a, another area of of, <laughs> of the country that was well represented. Yeah. Um, the I love this movie. I still love I this too. movie. I this is one of those movies that I will. I, I what am I going to do? Empire Records. Here we go. I have watched it. God knows how many times, okay? especially on April eighth. Because that's Rex, Rex Manning, Manning Day. Day. Exactly. I still can't believe Rex Manning didn't come up in our fake band. I know. <laughs> so, I didn't think about just it. As a, it. Just oh, as a throwaway. I, pur- you know? I purposely <laughs> I know, left it out of it because I cannot... Okay. I, I, well, he's a dick, and, and he proves to be a dick. Well, know? his music I mean, sucks. I know. Yeah. And I know. And everybody tells him, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, and well, and well, the funny thing sucks. is, if, if you read up on Maxwell Caulfield, he wasn't exactly the nicest person either, so... Yeah, well... Uh, we expect from Star Grease too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. But well, we we could gush. On we could gush on Empire all Records right. for 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 hours. But let's go ahead and let's give it the vote, Dave. Oh, wait, hold up. Oh, okay. for the cultural impact. Cultural okay. impact. Okay. okay. Again, like I said, Hot Topic wants to be Empire Records so badly. They want their stores to be Empire Records so badly. That right there, yeah. if nothing else, tells you what kind of a culture yeah. every record store for the longest time like oh this is kind of like empire records yeah. I, I heard that so many oh, times yeah. oh we're, so much like this blah 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 we're gonna talk about another record store later on yes too. we are uh so no this, it's not this is I, I the word i put down was archetype very much it's so. it's almost like very much if so. you had to take the archetypes for characters from the 90s yeah. and put them absolutely. in a movie absolutely this is the perfect thing yeah you, you had, got the you got the, the you had the nihilist you had the the, you the, the pretty the, girl the pretty smart girl you the had slut, the rich girl you had the 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 girl that flipped out you you've got, got the, you've got the the stoner you got you've, the, well, the, the you've musician got the, the lovelorn artist you know yeah. you've got the yeah. you know i mean it's yeah the, you've got the, them all there the older man slash father figure the goth girl the goth girl i mean it hit everything i know you've got the miscreant thief and yes. you and you've got the 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 older i say older in quotes boss yeah who the, the father figure who not just a father figure but he's someone who really loves what he does but wants to preserve it 
Yeah. yeah. And not because that's the whole thing is it basically that the, the, the store it, is being bought by, is being sold to corporate. Yeah. And nobody wants it to happen. It's yeah. the Tower Records. Exactly. Story. And it's a, and, we and, have to preserve this thing or else. And the yeah. guy is obviously a musician. Right. He who, plays the drums. Who, who one, did you know, make it. Right. And being in the record store and doing that is kind of his way of staying connected Absolutely. to it. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's doing something that I would have done, which is set up my drum kit in the office. And there you go. The kids pissed me off. I'd be in there playing. Beating right. the hell out right. of things. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think we all love Empire Yes. I think, this I think it's kind of universal. Like I said before we even talked about it, write it down as the winner. <laughs> Heathers can go in the round can. Okay. All right. All right. So, all right. So that is our first That's one. That's the first one. We only have three more to go. <laughs> and then the subbracket. We're <laughs> half an hour in already. So all right. Actually, most of that wasn't just that we talked on the yeah. front end of it as well. All right. Yeah. Matchup number two. Dave, you want to announce this one? <sighs> this is one of the hard ones. Okay. This is our number number, <laughs> number five seed is Scream. Okay, I number will four say, seed is SFW. I would have reversed these. Mm-hmm. I know it really didn't. It's middle of the pack. It doesn't really matter a whole lot. Yep. Um, which one are we going to talk about first? Let's I guess start Scream, with Scream. Since Scream, Scream. Since Scream is technically our underdog. Yes. All right. I, this, this is going to be me killing one of my children. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's let's do this easy. Let's do it methodically. Start with the soundtrack. All right. I'm both soundtracks on. are actually really good. Are, are Both soundtracks are really, really, really amazing. But if one is more memorable than the other one, I've got to give an edge to Scream on this one. Really? Yeah. See, that surprises me because I actually went the other direction on it. Because to me, Scream, you know... Anything, anytime you put Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds on your soundtrack, you're going to get right. my attention. Well, it's not just it's not just. That. Oh no, it's I know, but Bird that's brain. And it's, it's and it's you know all you had so many and, of those those '90s centric bands that were going on at that point. Plus, yeah. kind of the nod back to you know some of the older alternative, yeah. you know, weird music that that all of us love. But it was still just one of those things of okay, all it, right, it worked as individuals, as far as like a full. Painting the picture with the music, I didn't quite get that. Uh, see, I I disagree with you there. I think okay. it did a great job of painting the picture. It, it the music interacted with the movie almost like it was the radio station for the town. Okay, Alan, I get that. Talk let to me. Us. Let me. Let me go down the the list of the of the the soundtrack. All right, you've got Youth of America by Bird Brain, which is it's a seminal killer, Gen X, yeah. killer, you know, killer song. Um. Whisper by Catherine, Red Right Hand, Nick Cave yep. in the yes. Bad Seeds, which a lot of people were introduced to Nick Cave in the yes. Bad Seeds because of this. Yep. Uh, there was an acoustic cover of Don't Fear the Reaper, which for some reason they don't have the artist listed. I think it's Gus. It, 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 it could it, be. I, hold on. I've, I've, Art, Artificial World by Julie Cruz, yep. Better Than Me, Sister Machine Gun, Whisper to a Scream by yep. Soho, First which Cool Hive cover. First Cool Hive by Moby, yep. yeah. uh, the Bitter Pill by the Connells, School's Out by The Last Hard Men, which is a cover. It's Alice, Alice Cooper. Cooper. And then there's the uh, Marco Beltrami did the original, sc- did the score, that, yeah. you know, for them. And like I said, it's Gus Black. Is it's Gus, Gus Black. Black. Okay. And that's probably my favorite cover of Reaper. That, yeah, um, that I mean, version that, of, of Don't Fear the Reaper is pretty epic. Um, yeah. yeah. Even though, I mean, because it's, it's just kind of creepy. You know, I mean, it's yeah. one of those. You're taking okay. a weird, creepy song. Oh, you forgot about it. Uh, did you say Drop Dead Gorgeous by Republica? That's yep. not on the soundtrack. Are you sure? Yep. I just. It's not on the official soundtrack. It's not on the official soundtrack. Okay. It's probably in the movie, but it's there's there's a few songs that are in the movie. See, I remember, I remember that one. From, you know, yeah. I, I just assumed it was on the soundtrack. No, it's not on the soundtrack. Okay. that's This soundtrack is 
freaking. Oh, it's amazing. banging. Okay. Oh, it's I mean, banging. I, I don't. Out. I don't think I knew anybody that didn't own the soundtrack. In, yeah. You know, after this movie was released. Um. Yeah. So I mean, there's there's probably another one, another movie on this list that's. There's a couple of movies. There are some really good soundtracks. Oh, there's some. The oh, 90s right had we, some amazing soundtracks. Well, and, and I will okay. say, looking back at some of the other the the other brackets, we definitely got dealt a, a tough hand with the soundtrack the aspect right, of right, it alone. Right, right. But all right. So representation. This movie had everything. Okay. So yes, go ahead, Dave. That's well, I mean, you, you once again had the preppies. Mm-hmm. You you had the losers. You had the geeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Randy is full on film school geek. Let me tell let's, you right let's now. Let's call it what it when is. When Randy died, mm-hmm. I was in the theater with Dave when Randy died and screamed too. Dave took it personally. Like it was <laughs> no, I did. I, I'm not even joking really? about that. I mean, it was like that's all he talked. I can't believe they killed Randy. I can't believe they killed. I was like, I can. That's what happens in these movies. Well, you know, I, everybody, no, there's nobody that, that can't die in it. Well, and I love the fact that you know, Which, I, did anybody see the new scream? Not yet, not no. yet. Right. But I, I love the fact that they killed Drew Barrymore in the first 15 right. minutes of the yeah. movie. Right. You know, absolutely. Right. And that was and in that's such Wes a weird Craven, way too. You know, Wes Craven. Doing what he does, yes. Where yeah. He well, sets you up for something, and, well, and then just completely yeah. he you know, twists it. Yeah, he, the guy has a knife that he twists. Every I remember movie. seeing the the original, like the the trailer for it, mm-hmm. and, and then of course the television spots. And you know, it's one of those things they really pushed the whole Drew Barrymore thing. And I'm sitting, I remember like before ever seeing the movie, and like it's not looking too good for her in, in this, and not thinking that they would actually because she was. Probably the biggest name, yeah. Absolutely. Had, maybe Courtney Cox, maybe Courtney Cox. You know, uh, but, but who was because of Friends had become huge. But she, yeah. but Drew Barrymore was still like one, the biggest name in this. Like, let me go through the through the, uh, the, the cast. List. Yeah, the cast. do the we cast. Got, we got Nev Campbell. Yep. Courtney Cox, David, David Arquette, Arquette, Skeet Ulrich, uh, Drew Barrymore. Oh come on, Matthew Lillard, Matthew Lillard, who doesn't who doesn't get enough credit for this? Matthew Lillard, Rose McGowan. Um, this is a movie that Jamie it, Jamie Kennedy. I forgot about Rose McGowan. Yep. Uh, this is the movie that I ended up with a small crush on. Uh, McGowan. Liv Schreiber. Liv yep. Schreiber's in Liv Schreiber. Yep. Yeah, he's Cotton Weary. Cotton Weary. Oh yeah. Now yeah, he's yeah, only yeah, yeah. in like he he's bigger role in the second movie, but in the first right. one, like he, you see him in some news footage. Yeah. Right. Know, now I remember. Um, who else? I'm, I'm missing. Oh, I went back and here. watched every single one of these movies in prep for this. <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, I tried that's, to. That's yeah. the the gist of everybody. Yeah. Directed uh directed by Wes Craven, yep. written by Kevin Williamson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which this was kind of the beginning of Kevin Williamson becoming a huge thing in the nineties. Right. You know? He would go. I mean, West, did, West did, Craven's I in the movie last summer. He did. Oh, uh, uh, what's his name? The Fonz is in this movie also. Henry uh, Winkler. Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler's uh, what's her name's got a cameo? Uh, Melinda Blair. Oh yeah, um, I forgot about her in this. God, I need to go back. And you look. know, yeah, it's Wes Craven's got a cameo yeah. in it. Of course, there's and, all and kinds of references. dressed like Freddy Krueger. Yeah, yeah. And, which was as the janitor. Yeah, there are all kinds of of, of little references to this and that. And you yeah. know, well, I mean, it's it's a well, Billy Loomis. I mean, that's that's Doctor Loomis yeah. from you know. I mean, this movie Halloween. is basically a horror movie pulling out all the horror movie well, tropes and writing, explaining here, what the rules are, here is the and then thing going against this, the rules. Is yeah. that why this movie is so? about Gen X more than anything else is like, yeah, it's got a big Gen X cast, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's about the sins of the, of the parents, you yeah. know. And and there's another movie on our list that we're not going to cover that's in one of the other brackets that's the exact same thing, both by Wes Craven. Yeah. And it's all about the sins of the parents being wrought upon 
Well, the kids and having to deal with that generational it, trauma. It's not but, just about the know? sins of the parents, though. It's also about Gen X's love of culture and well, how right, they right. they interact with that culture and how they use those those tropes and those rules from the culture that they're but, watching yeah. but, to interact with real life. But there is also the whole Gen X nihilism. Of, oh yeah. Of you know, it's one of those things you know where Sydney's like, oh, you know. Well, yeah, it's like, you know, I don't really watch horror movies because you always have some dumb bimbo, you know, running up the stairs where she's saying, I'll going be right out, back. Or, you know, running up the stairs rather than going out the front door, yep. which she winds up doing later. Yeah. But, you know, but it's still one of those things where it's like, you know, there's all that stuff, you know, that you, that you go through where it's like, no, we know that we were raised on this stuff. Well, we know how this is supposed to work. Yeah. And, you make and an this inter- taking it and, yeah. and twisting it. You make and, an interesting point, too. I mean, is it. Would you guys make the argument that Gen X was one of the first real, true, died-in-the-wolf fans of horror movies? Yeah. Yes. I mean, Absolutely. you know, it's a whole different level of our embracement. Now, of, you know, granted, you know, there have always been horror movies. And there's always been fans of them. And there's always, you know, but, you know, and, and we can go back and argue about when the first slasher, you know, right. that kind of stuff. You know, a lot of people say it's it's, it's psycho. Uh, psycho. Yeah. Um some people say uh, it's, a, it's a French film. I can't remember that a lot of people go to it was actually from before Psycho. Yeah. But yeah, but so Psycho was the boomers like, oh, this is this is, you know, <laughs> this is psychological horror, you know. Right. And then we got dumped on because oh, all they have those stupid slasher movies. You yeah, know, so you what know, we did is turn around so and embrace what? those. I love and, and the we embrace them like crazy. Yeah. And again, it's not in our bracket, but A Nightmare on Elm Street is very much a Gen X movie oh, yeah. about the sins of the fathers and as well as who got that bracket? I don't let them talk my, about yeah, it. We're going to <laughs> move on. But, okay. but but again, with the Wes yeah. Craven, yeah, going from being this big this this horror auteur right. to coming into the like over a decade later and having to reinvent what he cre- what he had already reinvented once. Yeah, well, he's done that twice now. Yes. Did both with Nightmare and with this. Right, well, so, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He reinvented with Nightmare and then he reinvented again with Scream because everybody said, oh, it's, it's dead. Horror, horror's dead now. That All that slasher stuff is dead. Yeah, And no. then he came back and said, oh, really? And now A24 is <laughs> trying their best to kill horror again. Well, let, let's just say, you know... In, Have you seen X? No, I did. Because okay. I did. It's fucking awesome <laughs> all right oh so maybe they've finally atoned for their sins all right so staying power on this okay movie. what do, what do you what would you guys say is the staying power on the movie screen uh, I mean, a, a, a 12 out of 10 i mean really? honestly i mean i yeah, think about it I mean, not just for us because look there in the last 10 years there have been two sequels that have come out well but that's kind of the reason why i i went against that because i was like okay to me, a staying power for a movie, it, it really has to be able to stand on its own merit. And when you have, what, six sequels that the movies had? Except four. Well, it, plus the new one. Plus, know, you know, okay, cool. all right. So, and, I mean, and there was the TV series, yeah. which really right. had so, nothing I mean, to do with. with no, I, I get the, it. The but it's just, themselves. I guess it's kind of like, okay, it, it, to if, me, it's not so much of a staying power on that because you're, you're, you're taking that story and you're expanding it so far off of it that it's like, okay. Do I really want to go back and watch the original one? Yes. Now that yes. I've seen all these other ones? Yes. Yeah. I don't because, know. You know and we because we covered this, you know. If if you take this movie and pull it out of this universe and just set it in another universe by itself, mm-hmm. this movie is still relevant. It's still going to be rewatchable. If it if it's 
if you're flipping through the channels and you see this on, this is one of those movies where it's like, oh, this is on. I'm stopping here. You guys really need to see the new one. I I, I don't know if I necessarily <laughs> That's all agree with you on you that one. You really need to point. see the new yeah, one. I don't necessarily agree with you just because of the fact that, you know, to me, it's the story with Scream has just gotten so oversaturated with everything that was out there. It was just like, okay, I've seen it. It was good. You know, it's it's it didn't speak to me the way that it speaks to you guys. That's I think that's a fair way to say it. But you okay. know, I'll give it credit. We can't help that you're wrong. So okay, <laughs> all right, let's go on to the next movie. SFW, SFW, which stands for so fucking what? Yes. Okay. It said thousand times in the it movie. It is. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> all right. Hold on. Let me pull up the soundtrack. Uh, and, and, well, yeah, pull up well, the soundtrack. Go ahead, go ahead right. and, and whatever it is that you're going to... Wow. All right. Um, <laughs> well, no, no. You After that statement, go ahead and pull up your thing and do your thing because I, I feel a little insulted for both me and Barry. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Uh, SFW... Yes. Stats. Was, I was waiting on the stats. Yeah. So. Let me do... I'm sorry. I, I got ahead of myself there. Uh, directed Again? by Jeffrey Levy. Um, oh, look, another levy. Hey, when the levy breaks, man. This was based on a novel. Yes. Yes, it was. By William, uh, Andrew Wellman, mm-hmm. um, which it, I did it not did, know for the longest time. It did deviate. It deviates. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So, opening weekend. Care to take a guess? $150,000. $44,000. Wow. At a, and I know we're pulling a lot of stuff here from like, what was discovered on home video or, or, or well, wherever, but our you know? generation lived that's in the blockbuster that's how we learned and stuff, the you know? Hollywood um, but for a gross of 63 million uh, it was released it was on another art January the 20th 1995 I did so, not see this movie in the theaters no no did nobody I. did it this was all was, on VHS this was a discovery no I didn't even discover it on VHS this was a discovery on HBO or one of the movie channels oh, literally yeah. at like 2 a.m. in the morning I'm flipping through the channels and I'm like what is this yeah and I didn't come into it at the very beginning like I came into it about a quarter of the way into it mm-hmm. and I'm like what is this and of course, you know, I recognized, uh, let's go before we get into the soundtrack, you know, Stephen Dorff, Reese Witherspoon. One of this her, was her debut. Not her no, debut. No, you sure? No. Her debut was Freeway. Uh, Man in the Moon. Our Man in the Moon. Man oh, the moon, you're right. Freeway and then this. This, this right. is a okay. very early. Uh, Jake Busey. Yes. Joy Lauren Adams. Yep. Pamela Gidley. Mm-hmm. Who am I missing here? Natasha Gregson Wagner. Uh, Dan the Man Levitan is in it. Yes. Uh, let's see who else. And a bunch of other people I really don't know. Off. Oh, Toby Maguire. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Toby Maguire has a huge oh. cameo in this. Amber Benson. Amber Benson. Yeah, I was about to say. I was say yeah. Um, was this one of Toby Maguire's first ones? One and, of his first movies. And one of my favorite. Hey, it's that guy's Soon Teko. Yes. Is in this. Yes, and for is. those of you who don't know who Soon Teko is, he was one of the main voices in Mulan. But he also did a lot of TV work and a lot of um, the the war movies, like Missing Missing in Action Two, yeah. I think. But he also was on Mash quite a bit. Yes. So. Yes. Okay. So what? So what are we doing? We're doing uh, soundtrack. Soundtrack. Start with the biggie. All right. Here we go. Soundgarden. Hold on. Soundgarden with Jesus Christ posed. Marilyn Manson. Get your gun. Yep. Uh, Can I stay by Pretty Hate Sun or Pretty Mary Sunshine? Yep. 
Um, Teenage Horror by Hole, which yep. is one of my favorite Hole songs. Which was a replacement song, by the way. Yes. Because originally they wanted to use All Apologies by Nirvana. Yeah. Uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead by Monster. Yes. Yes. Like Suicide by Chris Cornell. The acoustic version. The yep. acoustic version. No Fucking Problem by Suicidal Tendencies. Mm-hmm. Surrender by Paul. Creep by Radiohead. The very first appearance of Creep in any I know. movie. Two at a time, Cop Shoot Cop, Say What You Want, Babes in Toyland, SFW by Guar. Yep, my boys. Spab and Janet Evening slash Green Room, uh, which is Graham Revell. Okay, <laughs> solid soundtrack. Oh, killer Starts soundtrack. Starts off with, I mean, okay, before we get into the actual soundtrack, the mo- and we're going to do a deep dive on this one. Yes. We, we've already decided that. It starts off with that piano music, which was in like every mid '90s music. Oh yeah, you know what I'm talking about that mm-hmm. synth, you know whatever. That that music is in every mid '90s movie <laughs> out there. Well, it's because uh, a lot of the mid '90s movies were soundtracked by Graham Ravel. Yeah, yeah. Was, I mean, on there, yeah. The the big one being The Crow. Yes, absolutely. Which another killer soundtrack. You know? Yeah, um, which did not make our list. It did not. And That's there's true. A reason for it. Though. Okay. Um, no dead guys. No. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> you derailed his train of thought. I love it. <laughs> soundtrack. Okay. Soundgarden. Soundgarden is one of the, is like the first music drop that we get. Well, yeah. not only that, he's got the poster on his wall right. of Soundgarden. Yeah. Yes. He's watching Soundgarden on television yes. when it goes into one of the... Well, again, well, that's, you know? See, well, this that's song the Jesus is, Christ Pros video that yeah. he's watching. And, and, and Jesus Christ Post is the major theme throughout the movie it, a lot it, it shows it, yeah. up three or four different times yes. right and honestly this bad motor finger is my favorite album it's a good album from sound it's sound good, i know um everybody take a drink uh so <laughs> <laughs> um i mean we could gush on this thing and we, we will. again and we we're will. and we're going to um cultural relevance okay again let's go into what i was saying None of us saw this in the theaters. No. Nobody saw it no. in the theaters. No, no, no. And I know that some people will probably look at this and say, why is this movie even on here? There is a reason this movie is well, on here. Okay? This is one of those movies that nobody saw it, but everybody would heard of it. Right. Well, when, when once you see it... I'm going to call I know it. we're going to go... This movie actually prophesies Dave, about... The up-and-coming up of the millennials. Absolutely. Not only that, but also this is... you got to think about when this is. This this was this movie was released in early 1995. Mm-hmm. Think about what happened later in 1995, the O.J. Simpson trial. Yeah. Well, okay. think about what happened before it with, with um, Kurt Cobain committing suicide. It was a year and, early. Yeah. yeah, it was a year well, earlier. But, you also, but, but think about all of this having to do with the... Was it the... Was it Split Image or Split Image? Split Image yeah. was the name of this, yeah. this terrorist organization that takes over this fun stop. It's basically a a, a convenience store. Call it a Seven Eleven. Yeah, and you know, kidnaps Spab and Wendy and, and Joe and all everybody the, that was in the store, right. working there, and holds them hostage for thirty six days. But they're and they're broadcasting they're being the streamed. entire time, well, right? Not the entire time. Only during certain like, well, yeah, like from seven to nine. Yeah, whatever. Or it was. So it's one of those yeah. things that everybody is watching this live on television. Yep. Again, reality television yep. was not a, not a thing yeah. quite yet. I mean, like we had the real world and a few things, but it wasn't what it would become. Right. Um, this whole cult of celebrity yes. that was building. Yep. That, and you know, where and then... The hero idea. The, the hero idea. 
I can't wait until we actually talk about this. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but yeah. but it's there is some of the musical drops in this. Oh, are perfect. Are absolutely brilliant, and I don't want to go into it just yet. Yeah, but well, this makes it. But this makes it onto on here because if you watch this generationally, yep. you have Spab, who is this. Steven Dorf. He's Steven Dorf. He's just this guy that like happened into a bad situation and he, became he, famous because okay, of it. Let, let's call it. He was a loser. He, he was yeah, a slacker. He was, he was a slacker. They, they Him stopped, and his buddy, they, they, they stopped to get a six pack yep. Yep. and wound up in this bad situation. Yep. And so, but you get the whole thing of after, because, you know, we do a lot of flashback in this movie, but you get the whole thing when he's in the hospital after the fact and his parents are like, hey, they're going to make movies and, you know, this and that, and we're going to do the only official one. And, and, you know, hey, you can do this, this and this. And it's all his parents are so hey, we can capitalize on this. Right. And everybody wants to kind of like, quote unquote, touch him in some way around the outside yeah. of it. Most And his friends, or even just the people of the Gen, the Gen X generation, yeah, you have like the burnouts who are like, oh, it's bad, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, but most of the rest of them are like, we don't really give a we, damn. We don't know? care. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is like whatever. But then at the end of it, when you get into the whole everything matters, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's the fucking millennials coming up from behind. Of <laughs> which I gotta admit, if they're gonna cast somebody to play that role, and she was great. Amber I Benson love Amber Benson, and that, and that again, one of her first roles, yep. you know. And did, and again, it was years later after I'd watched Buffy that I came by. I was like, oh, dude, that's yep. Tara. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, but it is that whole, and plus the way that the that all of the media handles it. Yeah. It is this crazy, oh, it's craziness, it's full on circus. Of, well, and, and let me ask you guys, full on circus. I know you both went back and rewatched this oh, recently, yeah. and I did too. One thing that I kind of picked up in it, and, and again, we'll go much more into this later right. on, but it almost had a bit of a John Waters feel. Very to much the so. Way very much so. Because everybody was just kind of very. I'm so over the top with what I'm going to this say. This movie, and, and and we're almost done with this because we have so much <laughs> more of this to talk about later. This movie starts off. As I, I want to say, it starts off as some kind of biting satire, yeah, and turns into a real movie about halfway into it, where it's like, yeah, oh, I'd whoa, 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 there's a whole lot more going on. I'd here. Say, I, I would and, agree, and, and like, and the satire kind of starts going away okay. until the very end of it. But it's one of those things where it kind of starts going away. It's like, oh shit, no, well, we're, we're talking, we're talking about PTSD here. Yeah, this, this is all this movie is. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, so, well, you know, I mean, it, it starts off, yeah, it's totally about PTSD, right. but you're also talking about. A guy that was complete slacker, complete sarcastic, complete nihilist, and now he's having to figure out how to deal with his sudden fame. Right. And at first, well, we'll get into it yeah. when we do the deep dive. So, so yeah. Anyway, well, all right. So last, last point on this okay. one is staying power. Is this rewatchable? That's it the is question. very rewatchable. I know it's not the most popular movie on our list. Okay. See, and, and and this is where I'm going to disagree with you on this a little bit. Okay. I see this movie. I think everyone should watch it. Yes, absolutely. But I don't feel that it's very rewatchable. It's kind of, you know, again, kind of like a John Waters movie. You watch this, it once and you're going, oh, I've seen that, so I, I think, never have to I see it again. Th- this is like a once in a decade. Watch. I was going to say, yeah. you pull it out, say that exact same you, thing. You, you pull, pull it out about, about once, a, once decade. a decade and you you compare it to how society has changed from the last time you saw it. Yeah. And it seems like every time I pull it out about once a decade, it becomes more and more it's, relevant. It's yeah, a definite time capsule. Absolutely. It is a perfect time capsule. It is, it is capsule. a yeah. perfect time capsule the mid-90s. Okay. And and I will throw one little nod in this before we move on because I thought this was the greatest little okay. stick into it. 
Did you catch the Groundhog Day reference in it? No. When he's that? in the elevator with the couple before. Yeah, right, right. Did yeah. you catch their names? Uh-uh. Phil Connors and Rita. Oh, yep. I did not. I was like, oh, my God, it's Groundhog Day. That's I love nice. it. That's nice. There's 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 a few little things. Oh, yeah. Kind of we'll All go right. into that. All right, I, so. I, I have a problem now. Uh-oh. I know. Because I thought I had a winner. And now after sitting around talking about it, I'm not sure. Well, <laughs> all right. I, I have my winner. Do you have yours? I do. All right. Who's your winner? Scream. I win SFW. Really? Yeah. How the hell are you the tiebreaker here? I, I, honestly, honestly, I thought I was the only one that was going to be voting for SFW <laughs> nope. in this initially. But, you know, it's one of those things that after thinking about it, I was like, it, oh, dude, Scream. I, I'll, I'll be honest can't with you. I, I thought I was going to be voting for Scream. Okay. I really did. And yet? I think I've got to go with SFW. Wow, That's we have okay. our first upset in this. All right. And, uh, I mean, maybe not, but, I mean, let's be honest. That is an upset. Okay? Yeah. I, I Scream mean, being knocked out in the first round is... I, I mean, this one came down to... I've downloaded a coin flipper on my look, phone because I thought it was going to come to that. My heart is... 100% with SFW in this. Yeah. As far as movies, like, of the two that, I, I mean, yeah. I, I am a bigger fan of SFW than I am Scream. But I'm looking at it from all of the I, other I, stuff that I, I'm like, I, I, especially I'm when it to, comes to cultural relevance. Yeah. You know, that's the... I'm, I'm happy uh, to go with the rules on this okay, one. That's and fine. Be, and hey, because of the rules, I... I, hate I am happy to be wrong. I, okay. <laughs> <I'm> calling, <laughs> there is no wrong answer on well, that's that true. That's there a, is no I, wrong I'm answer. calling this a win by half a point. Okay. And you know what? This isn't even... We're, we're getting ready to do the two really tough yeah. ones. Yeah. <laughs> the two brackets. We'll, we'll call this a shootout win. Yeah. This a shootout win? This is a shootout win. All right. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. All right. So here's the biggie. Alan, you want to announce this one? Oh. Matchup number three. The, this I'm, is the one that everybody. This is going to be on. the one where he has to kill one of his children. Exactly. So I'm going. Oh, I have to do it a couple of times here. In the third CD, uh, the, the the third slot, clerks. In the sixth slot, singles. <laughs> <laughs> I, you, you boys said you wanted a challenge. Oh my god! Yeah, but I yeah. was expecting this in the second, and you know, in the Sweet Sixteen and the Elite Eight, not hey, in the the the, 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 the anybody, field of thirty two. Anybody <laughs> that's a, anybody that's an NCAA fan knows know, sometimes I you know, have two heavy hitters that go head to head right off the get go. All right, which one do you want to start with? Uh, let's let's. You want to start uh, with the underdog singles? Let's start with singles. Okay, soundtrack. Hold on, let me pull it up. All right, yeah, get your stats because this is man. This is a hard one. This is a really this hard one. This is... I actually had... The, our last one was the easiest one for me. This one was the most difficult. Singles, original motion picture soundtrack. All right. This is the track lifting. Wood by Allison Chains. Amazing. Which, which actually was before Dirt was released. So this was... Yeah. You know... And it's actually written about Andy Wood. Yes, it is. Uh, Breathe by Pearl Jam. Yep. Seasons by Chris Cornell. And, and really, it's Pearl Jam before they were Pearl Jam. Yeah, they're still part of Mother Love Bone at that point. No, or no, no. Andy was, Andy was gone at this point. Oh, okay. Well, Pearl Jam was already a thing now. Are you sure? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I Those, thought they were still in the middle no, of the no. Temple of the Dog stuff. No, they point. had already done, like, that had already. Yeah. You got to remember, Andy Wood died in 1990. Yeah. And Pearl Jam 10 was released in, what, September of 91? Somewhere in there, yes. September, and it didn't catch until yeah. like the okay. spring so of '92. And this and this this movie they was were released probably, at the end of '92. They so. were in the process of writing the album at right. that point. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, 
Paul Westerberg with Dyslexic Heart. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. Who also did the, um, the movie score. Yes. The yeah. movie score was all Westerberg. Battle of Evermore, which is the Love Mongers, which do you know who that is? Oh, I used to remember who the Love it's, Mongers were. It's Anna and Nancy Wilson. Right. It's yeah. acoustic. Doing, uh, doing Zeppelin. Doing Zeppelin, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Chloe Dancer. Mother Crown Love of Bone. Thorn, Crown of Thorns by uh, Mother Love Bone. Birth Ritual by Soundgarden. Yep. State of Love and Trust by Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. Overblown Mud Honey. Waiting for Somebody, Paul Westerberg. Uh, May This Be Love by Jimi Hendrix because he's from Seattle. Yes. Yep. Nearly Lost You, Screaming Trees. Great song. And Drown by the Smashing Pumpkins. That. Which, I'm sorry. All of them are Seattle bands, except for pumpkins. except for pumpkins. Pumpkins well, doesn't deserve well, to be hold on, on that. Hold on, hold on. Westerberg is not Seattle. Yeah, either. he's there's Minnesota. Minnesota? Minnesota. Well, Minnesota. that's true. Minneapolis, more specific. So, so can can we honestly say that this is arguably one of, if not the best '90s movie soundtracks? It is arguably one of the best. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I, I will agree with. And, that. and for a movie with pointless concert footage in it yeah just random concert just footage. random and some of the best random concert footage ever well not just concert club footage so yeah i mean there, there's we could literally spend hours just talking about the soundtrack on this but absolutely it is hands down one of the best 90s soundtracks period yeah okay representation what do you think? Oh, actually, you got to go over your stats, too. We haven't said that yet. Written and directed by Cameron Crowe. Yes. This was the first one that he wrote and directed. I thought I he wrote and directed Fast Times. No. Okay. He wrote Fast Times. Uh, uh, what's her name? Oh, uh, Amy Heckerly. Amy Heckerly did. Yeah. Um, he directed Say Anything. Yes. But he did it. not write it. But this was, he wrote and directed this okay. one. It was released on September 18th, 1992. Mm-hmm. A lot of people looked at this movie as, oh, they're capitalizing on this grunge thing. The thing is, what people forget, is that he was married to uh, Ann Wilson. Wilson, or Nancy, Nancy Wilson, Wilson at the Nancy time. Wilson. He was living in Seattle yeah. when all this stuff was breaking, and he was yep. writing all this what he saw. as, yep. well, he was writing it as Seattle all of a sudden was becoming a thing, so yeah. it was kind of that whole yeah. every it was already in it, it was already it was, in his head, and then the planets just, aligned, right? And it was a huge culmination of everything Seattle. All right, so that being said, opening weekend it did four point one million dollars, yep, and it grossed eighteen point four. I have heard this movie called the Gen X version of the Big Chill. Yep, I, I, I can, can see, see that. I can kind of understand Except that. You much know? better. <laughs> yeah. Fuck the big chill. Better acting. <laughs> uh, I, wow. I hate that. Strong movie. opinions. Bro. I hate that movie. I hate that. You know what? That soundtrack, that movie does not deserve to have that soundtrack. I'm sorry. I, 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 I would agree that is, on that. Okay. Know? That is a bunch of, of, of boomer navel gazing that just... Well, I mean, again, you know, this okay. we could go anyway. into a lot on that. So. <laughs> I, I That's think, a whole different thing. I think yeah. the, All right. the same could be a little bit true about this movie, though. All right, well, it's Gen X Naval Game. All right, so here, here's the cast. Yes. Another Bridget Fonda, who at mm-hmm. the time was huge. And hot. Campbell Scott. Yeah. Love Campbell Scott. Uh, yeah, that's George C. Scott's son. Yes. Um, uh, Kira Sedgwick. Yep. Uh, Sheila Kelly. Yep. Matt Dillon. Bill Pullman, uh, Allie Walker, Eric Stoltz, Jeremy yeah, Piven. And nobody realizes who Stoltz is. Tom Skerritt, Peter Horton. Mm-hmm. I'm missing somebody else here. Oh, Christopher Masterson is in this. 
He's young. He's a um, yeah. Um, let's see who else am I missing here. I oh, there's a one. ton of people that you're missing on this one. Paul Giamatti yeah. is in this for just a small amount. He's the, the he's the dude that, that the, the the couple that's uh, yeah that's making out in the cafe. What? <laughs> yeah, that's a. Uh, uh, well, then you've also got the members of Pearl Jam showing yeah, up. Jeff well, Amet, say, yeah. well, well, sorry, Jeff Amet, Cameron Crow, uh, Chris Cornell, Tim Burton. Tad, I was about to say Tim Burton. Tim Burton. I, I had to look up to see if that was actually him. Tad Doyle. Yep. Is in from uh, uh, you know Tad. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, let's see who am I missing here? <clears throat> yeah, Tim Burton. I, and I love that he's the next Martin Scorsese. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And he takes one look at her and charges her double. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> yep. Uh, welcome to Debbie Country. <laughs> Debbie Country. Down. Well, Chris Cornell. I'd say, I'd and Chris, say Chris Corn- Cornell. Chris Cornell's part is yeah. him standing there looking at the car as, as it's just coming just, apart. Just headbanging to the car. You know, it was awesome. Yeah. Okay, so um, where do we want to begin with this movie? So let's start with representation. Do okay. you feel that this had a good representation of real people? Yes, absolutely. In the 90s. I, and I love with the straight in in camera monologues mm-hmm. that we get from everyone. The one that, that really stands out stands out with me on that one hey, is grab your phone. Janet's introductory monologue. You know, hers was my favorite. When she's working in the coffee shop yeah. Yeah. and she's talking about this and that and she says, you know, I'm twenty three and I remember like when I was when I was young, twenty three seemed so old. And now, you know, and she's and it's like I, I completely remember when I thought twenty three was old. And then she says something to the to the effect of, you know, I just kind of feel like right now is time for me to do something to really like try to to do something before it just kind of seems immature. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, it's so has, on the nose that has never stopped you. Ever. I know, but True. it's so on the nose for that age range where you're in yeah. that post college. Hey, and that's what all this is. You know, you got you know Matt Dillon's character with the. Hey, he, he he's got fifteen jobs. Yeah. He doesn't work, really work for anybody, and he's got a band that's not going anywhere. But he wants to believe that it's going to go somewhere. Citizen Dick. Citizen Dick. That's right. And they're and they're big in Norway. That's yeah, right. They're, they're big in we rock you know, Norway. <laughs> and you know the whole like when he's sitting there when he's sitting there with the band, you know, which is Pearl yeah. Jam, and they're talking. He's like, Hey, I don't want to hear anything negative. And, and they keep, keep going on down through the bubble. And, and it's it, nothing but negative. Yeah, well, like, no, no, no. There was one good statement, but it was on everyone else other than him. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah it's, you, it's, you can see him getting ready to get kicked out of the band. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> and it's so, just like, yeah. And then, But then you know, you've got that dichotomy against... Can, can I just say I'm insulted that they had Eddie, Eddie Vedder as the drummer? I think he was a drummer. I thought he was the bass player. No, he was the drummer. He was the drummer. I think okay. he actually was a drummer. I'm, I'm still, uh, even if he is a drummer, I'm still insulted. But you know, then you have the, then you have the 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 Steve and Linda, who are a little further down the road, yeah. age wise. They're still in Gen X, but they're that elder Gen X. You know, it, well, they're grown up. They're grown working up, yeah. corporate jobs, right? But they're working corporate jobs for. Um, their belief systems because right. she's an environmentalist and, and, and he's, he's trying to do transportation. public transportation. Right. And, and if you just offer him music and good, good mu- coffee, they will park and ride. They'll park right. and ride. And I still no, want my car. I want my car. Right, right. So I have kind of a different point of view. On okay, this go ahead. One. And, and this is, I had to go back and watch this movie because I wanted to make sure that I was looking at it with the, 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 the newest eyes that I could in retrospect of representation of a Gen X movie. And 
I kind of had a different look. And I, I, to me, it kind of felt like, you know, somebody told movie execs, hey, hey, go make a Gen X movie. And they used every trope and every gimmick and everything that they could think of to try to cram it into one. The, the roles came off almost like caricatures. They didn't really come I off get as that. I, I get that. I cannot disagree with that either because I felt that watching it again. Yeah, I, before I get we, that. Okay. Before we it's, watched this, it was. I will give its competitor a major advantage on that one because that one felt a lot more genuine. Yes. It, where it, this one felt well, like it was this actually, one script. Well, the, 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 this the one felt the, different, the difference there is that. When we get into it, Clerks was made by a bunch of Gen Xers True. about yeah. Gen X, whereas Cameron Crowe, as much as I love him, is a boomer. Well, you know that yeah, is. You I know, mean, this, the, to me, this the characters and the storyline felt kind of very canned. Yeah, you know, it, it's, well, it's like, oh, okay, I know who that person is, and you know, here's their monologue. Well, and and I put down here, and, and forgive me, Alan, but Sorry? contrary to popular belief, not everything in this world can be solved by coffee. Because if you watch this movie, that's the solution to everything. Every we, time there's a solution, they're in a coffee shop. They're well, drinking coffee. They're we we may have to go out in the yard and fight about that. <laughs> now, now I, I may have to have his back on that. Because any time that any of us have had a problem, we've ended up coffee? At, at a waffle, waffle house, house or a or coffee house. Or something. Or, you know, you know, or something. sitting here, just, I'm, I'm yeah. with the coffee on. Just, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> and while that may be true, it's I mean, still, it, it felt almost like it was such a trope in this movie. I know. I know. I yeah. get it. Well, I mean, Gen X. Seattle. I mean, come yeah. on. I mean, that, well, that's... Right. Well, Gen know. X runs right. on coffee. We all get cranky if we get too much blood but, in our coffee stream. But also the whole... When you're looking at Gen X, or, or excuse me, in Seattle, yeah. they're known for their fish market. Yeah. Grunge. Seahawks. Well, no. now. But it was, they <laughs> no. Coffee, they're, they're known for, you know... Um, right. Um, grunge, and they're known for coffee. Yeah. I mean, that's... So and, oh, and heroin and rain. <laughs> oh, lots and lots. Wow. Yeah, rain. Yeah, yeah, lots and lots of rain also. All right. And heroin. So, it's like, so, yeah. so moving oh, on. Good grief. Staying power. What do you think about this? Okay, one? I will say this. I love this movie. It's a time capsule. It's a time capsule. It is very it much is time very capsule. much. I loved it when I Matt saw Dillon's it. Matt Dillon's goatee alone is a time oh, I capsule. I know. I know. I loved yeah. this movie when I was when it, when it was released and in the, it was the years. I still love this movie. But the I'm, staying power, it, it, it really it really does feel a little pandery now. Yeah. As opposed to when I, I was agree. when I was younger. And it also kind of feels dated. Honestly, if I could cut the club performance scenes that's, out. That's exactly what I put and, down. And keep the soundtrack, I could leave the rest of it. But this so, is also I will say this. This is also one of those movies that for the longest time I you know, I um, so I I identified with well, the 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 Janets and the and, and the, the cliffs. cliffs and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And as I've gotten older, I identify more with the Steve and the Lindas. Well, and, <laughs> it's and, like, and that was the question yeah. that I had. You know, going back, I remember when this movie came out and we watched it, and everyone looked at it and said, you know, that's me or that was me. Right. And now going back and watching it, you're asking the question. Was that me? Right. You know, is right. that really a good representation of it? Well, it's what I, we I wanted to pres- we wanted to present ourselves exactly as, yeah. at a time. This is, so singles is our Facebook version of yes. Us. That's a great example. Clerks that's, is our real life. Yeah, what okay. happened? Yeah. So now we're, now we're clerks is our clerks. LinkedIn. So <laughs> allow me allow me to segue. Yes. Okay. 
Uh, do we even need? Um, we're going it's to. It's Kevin it, Smith. It, it's it's Kevin Smith. Jason um, Muse. Jason Muse. Uh, Brian Halloran. A six. A super sixteen black and white. Mary yes. funded Mary off of a credit card. Lisa Spunoro, which I guess you knew she died a few years back. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah. I missed that news. Somehow. Yeah. Uh, I never heard the full. You know. Died while swimming laps in the pool. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Scott Moser is in this movie. Walter Flanagan. Basically, um, everyone that works for View Askew. Pretty much. If you know anything about the Kevin about the VS universe, yeah, all those movie. people are in this. This is movie. where they got their start. This movie was released um what day? At Con. November At Con. 9th, 1994. Con Film well, Festival. That's where it got it found its legs. Yeah. But it, I'm actually released like Oh yeah, 94. Uh had a budget of $27,000. We all, all know about on this. credit cards. All on credit cards. Opening weekend was $31,000. Hey, he covered it. The gross was $3.1 million. Yeah. Okay. Now, this is, again, this is a movie that found its legs on home video. Yep. Let's talk about the soundtrack before we do anything. Oh, dear. Okay. Yeah. So, here's the thing. Um, there is Dante's Lament. Sex which is... <laughs> Would you like to making fuck berserk? Or did he just say making fuck? Yes. <laughs> Give her metal face. Come on, Olaf. <laughs> uh, what's his band's name? He's in, oh, this, is bizarre, this, is, uh, this is my cousin Olaf. He's in a metal band. What's the name of the band? Fuck you, Yankee Dog. That doesn't sound like a metal band. <laughs> uh, Dante's Lament. Uh, which yes. is a little Ford, whatever. I'm Clerks, not even supposed to be here I know. today. Clerks, Love Among Freaks, by Love Among Freaks. Yep. Kill, uh, Kill the Sex Player by Girls Against Boys. Um, Al- uh, Got Me Wrong by Allison James. Yes. Uh, Making Me Sick by Bash and Pop. <clears throat> Chewbacca by Supernova. Chewbacca. Panic in Cicero by the Jesus Lizard. Oh. Shooting Star by Golden Smog. Great cover, by the way. Leaders and Followers, Bad Religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Violent Mood Swings by Stabbing Westward. Berser- love that band. Berserker, Love Among Freaks. Yep. Uh, Big Problems, Corrosion of Conformity. Go Your love Own Way band. by Seaweed. Another decent cover. Yeah. And Can't Even Tell by Soul Asylum. One of the... I, I, okay. Let me just stop you there for okay. a second. Because that Soul Asylum song... I agree. Oh, my I, gosh. And I, and Dave and I are both huge Soul Asylum fans. Huge. But, so it's, you know, huge. Just, it, I have very rarely have I seen a song used in a movie better than that song at that scene when it comes up. Right. And I'm just like, wow. Okay. You know, this is just <sighs> crazy. And the other thing I got to admit, this is the first soundtrack that I can remember buying that had clips of the movie interspersed yes. yes. with the actual yes. Which music. Which he did on like all of his Yeah, he later did that a lot, but it, um, it's just, it was it was a kind of a nice nod. So, no time for love, Dr. Jones. <laughs> here, Here is my, because this is very soundtrack related. I remember seeing the trailer for this, I think when I went and saw Pulp Fiction. Yep. Okay. And which both came out right around each other. Yeah. And I remember like sitting there saying, okay, 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 okay. And it got to the end of the trailer and it starts and it puts all the featuring music by, you know. Yeah, and you're just and like, I remember, yeah. well, no, 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 no. I remember at 20 years old mm-hmm. looking at my friend Richard, who I was there with, and mm-hmm. saying, God, it seems like they're just making movies to make soundtracks these days. <laughs> and thank that, goodness they did. Yeah. yeah. Amen to that. But, Again, I did not see this movie in theaters. It was on VHS much later. Yep. Again, Richard, 
was like, you got to see this movie. I was like, isn't that that black and white, whatever you know, thing? He was like, no, 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 no. You have to see this movie. Yeah. And then I watched this movie and was like, oh my God. Yeah. I have never felt so represented in my life. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I still I know. feel so represented I know, in my I life. I know, I know. Yeah, at, at almost 50 years old, I'm like, no, 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 That right there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I, I'll admit, you know, we're kind of segueing into representation, but I do think this movie does get it some, it gets some shit for being a little whiny and a little pandering. However, I have never and seen... very talkative. And very talkative, it, you, you know. know and, and that's been one of the things, you know, at well, that age, I was like, "No, this is what people really, really these are talk real conversations, well, you know? and they are." But we'll be honest. You, Kevin Smith you, has a tendency to really like the sound of his of his own. Well, it's not his own voice, but his own dialogue. It, it's okay? the banter back and forth. Right. But then again, we've seen that time and time again. I mean, one of my wife's favorite shows is um, Gilmore Girls. Oh yeah, which oh, has got that gosh, banter, which back took and forth. this to a whole yeah, different level. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, you know, so there's a lot that have done that. But I think this movie for anybody that was just out of high school, just going into college, which most of us around Already that time in college, yeah, right. that, that was the era that we were at. It personified working the, dead in job. Just get me both. through this day. Yes, that's that was the personification. Well, let's of let's it, be you know? honest. The whole I'm not even supposed to be here today. Yeah, kind of became a catchphrase for Chad. Oh, very much so. <laughs> oh no, we all very much so. Some of us still because use that's it to the whole this thing. Day. Dante Hicks. Yeah. Is one of the most put upon characters in cinema history. Yes. Let's be honest, okay? Yeah. I mean, yeah, there there are other, you know, that you could argue, but Dante Hicks in the two movies that we have seen so far, mm-hmm. and I know there's a third one on the way, and yeah. I'm really looking forward to it because I was skeptical going into two and wound up loving it as much as oh this god, movie. yes, and, and again, feeling seen, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, but he is just constantly put upon. You know, and it's one of those things. He's a good guy, and he wants to do the right thing. He's a good guy, and but he's yet. also a whiner. And, and yes, and yes, yet. yes, yes. But you know, is. it's it's it, well, I don't know. If he's but, so much a whiner as he's just non-committal. And then Randall else, Graves you know? is everybody's asshole best friend. Oh God, yes. Okay, uh, that is. Absolutely. I didn't know I do a podcast with mine. <laughs> I was about to say we're we're looking at one right now. You know, I haven't always you're, always been that. Alan, way. Alan, yeah. I love you, but you're my Randall. Oh, fair enough. Here that, comes Alan. He's a berserker. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, my girlfriend I, I, sucked thirty-seven dicks in a row. <laughs> hey, you get back here! <laughs> I, I got to admit, you know this this movie when it came out, you know I, again. Yeah. For gen- people, let's, let's let's say something, and this goes into the cultural. Okay. Yes. People have talked for years about how Caddyshack was the most quoted movie of all time. Okay. And until, I agree with that. Until clerks can I agree with that okay. for a certain demo. Yeah. For Gen X, this might be the most quoted movie of yeah. all time. I mean, I, honestly. I, it, I, it, I know it's definitely the biggest touchstone yes. for for Gen Xers who, you know, because basically and, pretty and much everybody. Me, there are people out there who hate this movie. Everybody I, had that you know, job at some point. Absolutely. Time, absolutely. You know? yeah. and, uh, we all had that job at absolutely. Maybe not the specific at, you know, okay. quick well, this, stop. But this, this segues into the staying power. Is this rewatchable? Absolutely. Is it something that you can still get in touch with? This, this is like a once every six months watch. Yeah, th- this, this is is most definitely a I I can pull this movie out at any time. Yeah, absolutely. Watch it, I agree. Even I agree. Now, so. All right. <laughs> Let's do the vote then. Dave? Clerks. 
Alan Clerks is absolutely. I love singles, but clerk there there is no there's no taking down Clerks. Yeah, I mean it's, on this. it's just it, <laughs> again it's it's you know which kid do you love the most? But you know in this case well, I definitely Clerks, think is, it's, Clerks is most definitely my favorite yes, child in this yeah, one. So. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, moving on to our final bracket of the opening round. Man, this is another tough one. See, really, this one was easy for me. Really, I, 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 this one was this one was a little hard for me. Okay, this and is, and mainly uh, just because of current day situations over right. in yeah. Ukraine. Right. So. so, at the risk of this going <laughs> way political, our matchup number four, our number two ranking, Red Dawn, our number seven ranking, High Fidelity. Well, right off the bat, we've got a problem. I need coffee before I do. <laughs> oh, hit, hit the pause button. Hit the pause button. Give him a minute. I'll let you hit it. All right. Now that I have my coffee, we're All right. ready to go here. Uh, See, coffee fixes everything. So, it does. I'm telling you. it's in. As tradition, let's start with the low seat on this one, High Fidelity. Right. Which um, I struggled with the ranking on this one because I still think this should have been ranked way higher. But High Fidelity? I, mm, I don't yeah. know. I think if it went any higher, it may be a six. I, I don't all think right. it gets any all higher right. than a six. All right. All okay. right. Do the stats. Okay. Give us the stats there, Alan. Oh, I'm doing the. Okay, sorry. That's that. That's your job. The entire episode. You've got one job. Did you not understand the assignment? <laughs> I understood that. I just I had the soundtrack pulled up. As well. oh, okay. Mm. Okay. So this was directed by Stephen Fears. Yes. Written. Uh, the writers was based on the book, book by Nick Hornby, yep. which Nick Hornby's written some great books. Well, and the the strange um, thing is. He wrote it for like somewhere in England. Yes, and they translated. Oh yeah, over absolutely. To somewhere in absolutely. Chicago. Yeah, so. absolutely. It, it is yeah. a very British book. Um, it was released on March thirty first, two thousand. It the budget was estimated thirty million. <laughs> Opening weekend was six point four, and it grossed twenty seven point two in the US, forty seven point one on the world of coffee, coffee maker. maker go ahead hit that button uh <laughs> somebody um all right please so um as far as thank you thank you pledge for hitting the button on that's the right pledge maker. um <laughs> so this stars john cusack yeah it does it has and his uh, sister yeah, of course. If well, if it's got John got Cusack, John it's gonna have it's gonna have Joan in it. It's probably in. Okay, but uh, Todd Luizzo, Jack Black, which is kind of a lot of people's introduction to Jack. Yeah, Black. he'd done a lot of hey, it's that guys before that. Yeah, he had, and he'd been, of course, he'd been on Mr. Show. You yeah, know, and but this was kind of that. Oh, hey, and we'll get into all that in a minute. Okay, yep. Lisa Bonet. Yep. Catherine Zeta Jones, mm-hmm. Joan Cusack, Tim Robbins, um, Billy Taylor. Because it's a John Cusack movie. Yep. Another Natasha Gregson uh, Wagner. Um, Drake Bell. Yes, from Drake and Josh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah Gilbert is in this. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Off the top of my head, it's really of note. Uh, it looks like that's it. As far I mean, of course there are other people. Oh, um, Ivan. His I don't know how to pronounce her name. She played Laura. H uh, J E J L E. His Jale, Heatley, Heatley, something, I think something like that. Anyways, she she's was, Swedish, so she was really good in this. I don't know that I've seen her in a whole lot. I'm Some sure I have, but okay. Yeah. So that's those are the stats. Okay. First thing that we have on first thing. No, we have, it, no it, it's, it's just like it's, it's just letting you know that the coffee's ready. ready. Okay, cool. Let's start with the soundtrack. Yes. All right, you're gonna miss me by the eleventh floor elevators. Great song. 
Everybody's going to be happy by the kinks. I'm wrong about everything, John John Wesley Harding. Oh, sweet nothing, the Velvet Underground. Mm. Always See Your Face by Love. Most of the Time by Bob Dylan. Fallen for You, Sheila Nichols. Dry the Rain by the Beta Band. Shipbuilding, Elvis Costello and the Attractions, which this movie is named after an Elvis Costello song. Um, Cold-Blooded Old Times by Smog. Let's Get It On by Jack Black. Yes. Well, Uh, no, no, no. Technically, they are Barry Jive and the Uptown Five. Yes. yes, For that night only. For that night only. Yeah, for one night only. Because they were considering possibly being uh, Kathleen, Kathleen Turner, Turner Overdrive, Overdrive, which is a brilliant band yes. for a band. Okay, uh, Low Sonic Boob Dynasty. Oscillator by Stereolab, Inside Game, Royal Trucks, Who Loves the Sun by The Velvet Underground, and I Believe When I Fall in Love It Will Be Forever by Stevie Wonder. And I will go on record, that is one of the greatest songs to roll in credits to. It just personified everything in that movie. I, I'm I'm gonna gush a little bit about this one, boys. Right. This is one of my absolute favorite movies and a great soundtrack. I mean, you got the Kinks, you got Bob Dylan, you got the freaking Velvet Underground, mm-hmm. the Beta Band, who nobody had heard of the Beta Band back then. You know, little band out of Chicago, right? You know, and it really kind of pushed them and the whole element of how those songs kind of interwove into the 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 story itself was just so good. And, and let's not forget Lisa Bonet singing um, oh, she did. Baby, uh, Baby I Love, I love Your Way. And Peter taking, fucking Frampton. You know what? If I'm going to listen to a Peter Frampton song, let Lisa Bonet sing it. Okay. Because she killed she that did, song. She did good. She did good in it. Um, and, you know, we got to give just a moment of credit here to Jack Black knocking Marvin Gaye out of the park. He, he, he did a good, he did, he did, he did really well. Surprised the hell out of me. Yes. I was not familiar with him by that point. So it was when he, when he's laid into that song, it was like, oh, you hear those whoa. vocals and you're just like, yeah. wow. The fact that, that voice came out of that, that song, guy, you know, it's, <laughs> I, I'll be honest with you. Jack Black is one of those guys that I can either take, he either annoys the absolute crap out of me mm-hmm. or I look at him and go, okay, that was really funny. All right. I just, yeah. All right. We got, we got to talk about all this. This maybe was right. released in 2000. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was working at CD Warehouse at the time. Okay. Um, our friend Andy yeah. uh, was like, we got to go see this movie because I had not seen anything. Well, it's because prior. Andy is our oh, Jack Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> We're getting there. Um, and it was a... We went, to, we went and saw the movie, and it was so funny because we were sitting there. There's like four or five of us, you know, and Andy mm-hmm. and I were sitting on like opposite ends. He was working at CD Warehouse at the time also. Right. He was sitting on the opposite end of our row of friends, you know, like like I said, four or five seats down from me or whatever. There were so many points in this movie mm-hmm. where the two of us just kind of like leaned forward like, dude, that just happened the other day. Yeah. You know, just like, yeah. no, that that is a, you know, that it was one of those movies again. And after that, I can't tell you how many times that I was in that store with both of us working and somebody, he said something and somebody, some customers like have you seen that movie high fidelity oh my god he got so sick of hearing that but it was like no dude you you kind of are that character my my favorite moment in that entire movie and and again you guys are gonna have to keep me from gushing here a little bit hey we can gush on this one i love the scene where the guy comes in to buy the record for his daughter yeah. <laughs> do you have I just called to say I love you by Stevie Wonder? Is yes, she in a do. coma? Yeah. There's yeah. no way your daughter likes <laughs> oh, that. Oh, oh, oh. You don't really she know been your in a daughter. Coma? <laughs> yeah. 
Or whenever the dude, oh, I forget what record he asked. Blonde on blonde. Yeah, is it still on? Is it still on hold? Yeah. Or whatever. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Bob Dylan, blonde on blonde. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Yeah. yeah. How do you not own these? Exactly. I know. I mean, it and, just. And, and, I mean, but anyone, here's but yeah. here's the thing. Relevance yeah. for today. This is every record store I go into. This is every music store. Again, I don't care for what we yeah. what we talked about earlier about Empire Records. Yeah, yeah. You could see the shift in five years mm-hmm. of, hey, this is a cool, cool kind of hip place to work. Where we're all going to hang out and we're going to have a good time with our friends. Blah blah yeah. blah. To, no, now we're all music snobs. We're elitists. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And well, and not only that, but the the re rise of vinyl today and the fact that yeah, we're yeah. all so into it yeah. and finding the cool little indie vinyl exactly, shop and exactly. doing the digging and all of that well, but also knowing you have to put up with the the indie, arrogance and the, yeah, the, the indie, elitist yeah, and, and the, you know my opinion is is gospel kind right of thing. and don't get me wrong i've well we've, some, all, we've all been guilty yes it, some record right? shops are like that some are not right. yeah uh, most of the ones that are like that are down here in east nashville yes they are <laughs> actually there's a one that's a very very famous one in in nashville that's very much an elitist yeah. one ernest tub record shop uh, no i was gonna go <laughs> no. in a different direction but i like oh, ernest tub oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes 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 so representation i have my top five list I cannot tell you how many inappropriate for this movie. I have made lists, okay, over the years prior to seeing this movie. You know, where it's like, no, no, no. Hey, what's the top five best jobs to have? What's the top five, you know, records of all time? First, what was the one that was the first opening song? To uh to albums or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Hell, we do that shit on here yeah, quite a bit. Absolutely. Of our top, you know, whatever, yeah, ten or fifteen, when, whatever. When, you when know, what's her like, name's dad died, and he's like, uh, top five songs for a funeral. Yeah, you know? and I'm just like, okay, some of those are actually really good. Yeah, I know, I, I know. It's like, Wreck but of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yes. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I wish that that's so good. I and wish during the that. funeral, during the funeral, where he turns to the camera, and again to to your right. point from earlier, where he's having the conversation with the camera, right. And he's talking about, you know, I've always had this this fantasy of some beautiful, tear-sobbing woman singing, what was it, uh, uh, You're the Best Thing That Ever Happened right, to Me by yeah. Gladys Knight or something right. like that, you know? Yeah. You know, that, this, that, that, that character, you yep. know, John Cusack, I think this was kind of, okay, first I'm going to say something that might be, might be controversial, might not be. I think this is the last great movie that John Cusack was in. Yeah. Um, arguably. Arguably. This was also John Cusack's transition away from that lovable youngish loser Gen Xer. Yeah, um, yeah. Honestly, uh, after this, I mean, we're talking about you know, 2012, what, 14. He did what? Well, yeah, yeah. 2012. He did Con uh, Air. F- no, that was before this. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, where he did like. Um, 1403. Yeah, he he, and, got, he went dark. Uh, um, I was it got uh, what was the one that he did? It wasn't was it it wasn't God of War. What, the one where he was like the the arm cells. Uh, it was it was basically an Iraq war anti yeah. you yeah. know anti Iraq war you know and stuff like that where it's more of like I'm going to start doing grown up grown up stuff yeah. you know and it was like no dude just. But keep, I, keep doing what you're doing. Just do it as a middle aged person rather than yeah. You well, know, and, it's I, a, and and, and let's keep honest, representing yeah. us because he he kind of the greatest actor of our generation. One of on, one of most yeah. definitely. You know? I mean, just the, the 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 transition from things like you know 
one crazy summer. Yeah. You know, uh, better, off, better dead, off dead. Those know, kinds of things. Right. Savage Steve Holland. Say movies. anything. Say any, yeah, any of that Say stuff. anything yeah. into something like this where you're Gross Point Blank. Oh, Gross, Gross Point yeah. Blank. Was you're seeing him transition as he's quote unquote growing up. Right. As we're growing up along with him. Yeah. Right. So I do think that we all, all owe a tribute to, to John Cusack on that. Staying power. What do you think? It, considering this is a Gen Xer having a complete midlife, he yeah. he's never done anything with his life. His parents are completely disappointed in him. Uh, I mean, the whole phone con. She left. Oh my God! What are you gonna do now? Yeah, you know that whole thing to kind of going. All right, it's time to start over and reinvent. Well, okay. and there, having and having his girlfriend force him into yeah, that. There is a. Because let's face it, a lot of us we've had to have our our significant yeah. other like kick us in the butt, yeah, so force yeah, us into it. There, so many jokes. Uh, <laughs> Leave Deadpool out of this. Leave nice. Deadpool out of this. Moving on. Um, towards the end of the movie, yes, because he's making all these lists throughout, and when she comes back, you know they get back together, and mm-hmm. she finds his list of like best jobs to have. Yeah. And she's going through, she's reading, talking, you know, work, working at Rolling Stone in the 70s and blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. She's like, where's owning a successful record store in Chicago? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of one of those like, oh yeah, I actually am doing something that you love. That, that I love and is actually really cool. You know, and and, yeah. and something that a lot of people would kill to do. And, but you can't see it because it's right there. Right. You know, type stuff. Force for the trees. Here, yeah. Here is my bold statement of the episode boys for staying power i have put that this is the gen x equivalent of the godfather or the shawshank redemption in that if it's on television sit and watch it i'm watching it i don't care where it's at in the movie i am stopping what i am doing and i am watching the rest of it i will agree with part of that statement so (laughs) (laughs) gee i wonder which part but yeah i i agree now did either of you Hold on, hold on. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Here we go. Uh-oh. Dave got to get comfy with this one. Dave, Dave's, got, Dave's got thoughts about the Godfather. <laughs> I went and got coffee while this was being... They, I think they made this statement while I was gone for a purpose. <laughs> How dare you compare this to the Godfather? In the aspect. I think it's better than the Godfather. No, 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 well, no. of course you do, because you're a jerk. <laughs> Hang on. Hear me out on what I said, though, Dave. I said I compared this to The Godfather and The Shawshank Redemption in the aspect of if it's on television and you're flipping channels, you're stopping and you're watching well, the rest of this. Okay, I would, would do with those two. That statement, okay. but I would call it the uh, the the tombstone factor uh, because same, because, same applies. Same because applies. if tombstone's yeah. on, I'm stopping and watching okay. that. Either of you watched the Hulu. The series, series, yeah, with Zoe Kravitz, it was okay. It wasn't great. Funny that Zoe Kravitz is in it. Her mom was in the original. I didn't bother. I, I didn't watch it because, well, I love this movie, and Mm -hmm. I, I like so many other things. I don't need to see a remake of something I already love. You know that is, yeah, you know, and also the. The gender bend, the gender swap, and the and the sexual orientation swap, and everything else, and I'm like, you know what? It was. I think this it, is a little too pandery to the millennials. Uh, it's I, basically. I, I get it, but yeah. at the same time, I'm like, I don't need to see this. I don't have any. Well, I, I've heard that it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, 
but again, I don't need. It's not the original. I don't it's need not the this movie. in my. I don't need. Frankly, that I'm life. sick of the millennials coming through and remaking all of our great movies into something <laughs> that is for them. Get well, your own culture. So, uh, speaking of remakes, remakes speaking, speaking of remakes, remakes get making I'm, horrible I'm seg- remakes. I'm, I'm segueing <laughs> again, but man, you're good at this. Hey, 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 millennials, get your own culture, would you please? Yeah, really, just, yeah, just, hey, actually, you know what I want to say? Listen, Gen Xers who are actually in charge. Mm. In Hollywood, stop remaking all the same shit that we've already done, we've already had. Okay, I mean, well, let's be honest. Okay, Gen Xers that are in Hollywood remaking all the stuff for, that we love for millennials, stop it. Yeah, I just just stop. To quote Jason Lee, "Where's my remake of BJ and the Bear?" Now there's an idea I can get. Man and his monkey. A man and his monkey. Holy crap! Why have we not seen this? I'm telling you, you know, I'm really kind of surprised there hasn't been some kind. Give of me a remake of, of Convoy. Yeah. Give me a remake. You know of what? Skittos. You know what? It's time for a resurgent of um, trucker culture. I and, like this and CB radio. I like this plan. I'm happy to be a part of it. All right, guys, we got to get you guys some CB. Our final cars. movie, yes, is Red Dawn. Boys, I love this movie, but let's be honest, this thing had no soundtrack. There is well, no soundtrack. There is no soundtrack. It, it was, there's some score. There's an to original it. music score. And and I have to do it. You have to do it every time that you bring oh, it up. Oh, hold on. <laughs> All right. All right. Released August 10th, 1984. Yes. That's very prescient right there. Yeah. Uh, it had a budget of about $17 million. Opening weekend was $8.2 million. Grossed $38 million. It made its money back in then. So. Yes. Um, stars. Here we go. Oh, this is, to, to use your phrase, sir, a murderer's row of stars. Patrick Swayze, C. Thomas Howell, Leah Thompson, Charlie Sheen, Darren Dalton, Jennifer Grey, um, Ben Johnson, Harry Dean, Harry Dean Stanton. Stanton. That's the yep. one everybody forgets. Ron O'Neill, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Powers Booth. Uh, Powers Booth. I'm yep. getting there. Um, hold on, let's see. Oh, who played the, the 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 guy that was supposed to be Hitler? Uh, I can't remember him. He's been in a bunch of movies too. Oh, I'm missing somebody here. Oh, uh, no, that's not him. I guess I got him on. Which I always thought was funny. He switched from Russian to Spanish. Oh, to I know. I know. That That is... I'm uh, like, dude, pick a language, you know? Uh, yeah, that is... I mean, you just go down that line of, of wow. Yeah. You know? Um, to see what they become now. You right. Know? Um, yeah. So we can pretty much just those the soundtrack. Of, yeah, they're, they're really, I mean, there's a score. And, and it's, it does it's a well. Dec- it's it, a decent it, it does score. Build, you know? You know, it does build. And there really isn't no other music in it whatsoever. No, not you really. Know? Um, we did, we talked about Red Dawn in a previous episode. We, we did. We pretty deep into it. I, I did not hate the sequel as much as you guys did. It's not a sequel. Or, or a remake. remake. Sorry, yeah. remake. It was bad. I, it, it wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. If I, they, will, if they had, I will never... Support the remake because of I'm the, not way, su- the way that the studio bowed to China. Yeah, I will never do it. No, I, that's okay. my that's my major complaint about it is because they bowed to China as right. hard as they did, but they had so much Chinese investment money right. in it, they didn't have a choice. And it is one of those things that politics aside, I just don't like any company saying, "All right, fine, we'll do whatever we have to do in order to get." So let me money. ask you, because because this is one I kind of struggled with when we were talking about Gen X. To me, this is more like some baby boomer Reagan era person said, hey, go make me a Reagan era action movie and use high schoolers. Right. And the reason why I put this on Gen X okay. 
is we talked about it again in our episode. How much younger are you than Dave and I? Not much. Like, like a what? year or two. Really? Okay. I thought I'm, it was more than I'm forty nine. I'm yeah. forty eight. I'll be forty six this year. Okay. So you're 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 okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was 10 when this movie came out. Mm-hmm. Scared the absolute hell out of me. Oh, yeah. I loved it, but it was like, it scared the absolute hell. Because the thing is, is that we were growing up during... Cold War. The Cold, Cold War, War. Like, right before the Cold War ended, but it had escalated so much that we were yeah. back at that almost level of 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 uh, Cuban Missile Crisis, right. you know, type stuff of the prevalence of maybe not the U.S. being invaded, but definitely some kind of nuclear attack which aren't we talking well, about that again we were um, we were at that time you know we were all looking at this going it it, it felt more like okay this felt like this, something that could actually happen it was like okay you know, if this, that was uh, if this takes the next step what could the next step be right this was kind of almost like a what if movie yes in a lot of ways and it was kind of the culmination of all our young cold war figures right now it obviously was very much and it's even name dropped, you know, very much like the conflict that was going on between the Soviet Union and, and Afghanistan at the time. Yeah. Um, but it well, was. Well, I mean, they even, when they got up into the mountain scenes, they were even using equipment that was very remnant right. of the Russian equipment in Afghanistan, especially that helicopter. But it is very, of its time. Yeah. Right. Very representat- representational, I guess, representative of. I'm obviously not had enough coffee yet. It's very representative of what a war on U.S. soil would look like, where it would be kids, yeah, fighting. Well, it's always I kids. Mean, fighting. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, like someone who is not that much older than I was at the time, yeah. you know, type stuff. Where it's like, no, no, that 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 shit could actually happen, you know. Right. Maybe, no, and, and I get all and, that, and you know, so, it's, and it's kind of you know, also it's it's coming off the back of. You had all these Vietnam movies. Yeah, well, you had tons of you them. had Vietnam movies, and you had just general action movies. Right, but know? I'm just talking about like quote unquote real, you know, like right. you know, all this because must be honest, the '70s and the '80s were the late '70s and all the way through the '80s were the boomers trying to replay Vietnam so they can win. They weren't trying to replay it to play win. They were trying. They were trying to deal with their own trauma. Right, dealing with with Vietnam, you know. And so this was kind of the first one that came along was like, no, this isn't mm. this isn't about us so much as it is about what what do our kids right? Have and to look I get that. To, I guess know? it was just to me, you know. And again, I, and I'm not knocking the movie right, or, it's, right, right. or its cultural You're, reference or anything like that. Just in reference to it applying to Gen X, I don't think it was a good real representation of Gen X people, just because of the fact that, let's be honest, if you know this kind of stuff happened during our time when you know in we the 90s age, or whatever yeah. yeah we were cannon fodder at that point oh absolutely yeah. <laughs> and, i mean yeah and if we're going by the rules i can't exactly disagree with that because right. we're not talking about the different you know the preps the junk right the, the burnouts the you know whatever right. there's not really a separation of there, those there's groups there's not anything that's tying that to gen x culture at that time other than it's carryover now that is true. Mm-hmm. You know, you had a lot of people that were carryover that were still very, you know, pro Reaganomics, pro, right. you know, th- that kind of of drive. Oh, Reagan was at the height of his power in '84. I mean, right, was, exactly. You know, so yeah. you know, and, and even you know, even going into the Bush era and into the you know the '90s and stuff, you still had a lot of people that were still quote unquote toting that flag. Mm-hmm. So I do see that there was some carryover on it. 
I think that that was more of the exception than the rule when it comes to people that were in Gen X, because most of us by that point, we were tired of it. We were exhausted. We were more worried about But we were being beat over the head with it. True. Very true. That's very, very true. And, you know, we were just looking at it from the sense of, you know, heard this story before, you know, let's, let's, let's go on. Yeah, but again, the biggest reason that I put it on here is because of people look back at the 80s, especially millennials Mm -hmm. and even Gen Z now who were never even, yeah, didn't exist then. Close to being anywhere, you know, from the 80s. And all they see is the good stuff. Right. Oh, the music was good. Oh, the, you know, the, the, the fashion was the so neon, funny. The, the this, the that. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 no. You can't just look back and cherry pick all the stuff that you think was awesome out of it because this was going on right there at the surface, not even underneath the surface, right there at the surface all the way through the 80s. Yeah. And, and, and again, you know, I'm not taking anything away from that. I just don't see that this was a good Gen X tie into it. I mean, yes, I mean, it's still entertaining. It's the, still the, rewatchable. The, you know? the feelings, the memories, um, the fact that we've got what we've got going on in the current political, yeah. you know, situation we've got. Right. It, it Which brings, again, I put this list together before any of that was happening. No, no, I got you. <laughs> and, I <laughs> mean, it, it long brings, before it brings up all the old feelings. Yeah, true. and it, it is. and to go it's back true. to the post I made back when it first started on the Instagram page, one of the few that I've actually done on the project. Mm-hmm was, hey, millennials and Zoomers who are dealing with your first bout of World War III panic, find yourself a Gen X friend to see you through it. We spent our entirety of our childhoods prepping for nuclear war alone while eating Pop-Tarts directly out of the foil. Yes, mm-hmm. I still do that. So Yeah, I, 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 I still do that also more than I probably should. Yeah. But it, if we go by the rules that were set up, I can see Barry's point. Right. Uh, from your perspective, I can see your point also. Mm-hmm. So I've got a bad feeling I'm going to end up being the tiebreaker. Well, let's yeah. let's vote then between the two. Oh, I'm taking high fidelity. High fidelity. Yeah, oh, well, uh, high fidelity. Okay. <laughs> that was okay. easy. That that was a lot easier. I mean, because it's high fidelity. Yeah. I mean, that, Red Dawn is a very specific time yes. in X. Okay. And don't get me wrong. I love this movie. No, I, I, I love it. I still like you said at the beginning. These Again, are not, you know, on these movies that at was all. one of those when we, when we did that episode, I guess it was what, a year and a half ago or whatever Probably, it was. Yeah. It was one of those things. That's the first time I'd gone back and watched that movie in a while. And I was like, holy shit, this thing holds no, that, up. That's like a, this holds other. up like you wouldn't believe, you know? It's <laughs> that's like an every other year thing for me. And and for me, that's a quotable movie also. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. got, it definitely has its... Has I mean, Wolverines. Even, all right. even more so, than uh, just Wolverines. We're, we're down to our uh, our sweet 16 bracket no. well, uh, yes. our portion of it exactly which means we have to debate um, we got to go oh wow there are two biggies on this one so we have to debate all right, the, all right which one are we what's, what's the first bracket the first bracket would be Empire Records versus SFW and what's the other one the other one is Clerks versus High Fidelity God bless I mean this is uh, there is no wrong answer here. oh my no wrong God. answer all okay, right. So you so, know what? We have not set up any kind of rules about how to debate the other. Wing <laughs> that's it. The first. Wing it. I know because we, we've I, already we've we've already covered all the movies. Okay. You know, it's um. Let I, I have one simple rule. Okay. One simple thing that I think will truly make this a little bit easier. Okay. If you're grabbing a Gen Z, a millennial, anyone that came up after us Mm -hmm. and you're sitting them down and you're going to give them one movie to watch to personify what represents gen x in every possible form that you can which of these two 
are you showing? Are you showing Empire Records or are you showing SFW? Oh, yeah, I know that that doesn't really make it any easier. I, I've got my that, answer. especially that, considering that that actually may have made it harder. That that I yeah just rewatched SFW again for you know I, I watched very both recently. Of them actually, so um, okay, so I, I'll go ahead and throw mine out there. Mine is going to be for Empire Records, just okay. because of the fact that. It's Again, while this SFW, is, this is this is serious. This is a serious. This bracket especially, yeah, is serious apples to oranges. Okay, because you have Empire Records, which is this. Hey, we're all in this area, and we all have similar. We all have similar interests, or on some on some level. Okay, yeah. and we're all friends, and we're all at this cool store, and we have uh, a cool boss, and right. We we're fighting for this this establishment. Damn the man! Damn the man. We're, we're we're fighting for this establishment that we love and we want to see yeah. not become corporate and blah blah blah. Then you have SFW, which literally stands for so fucking what you know, <laughs> and so, it is very much the the nihilistic version of what we of the flip side once, of that. Once again, you know? we've we've got Empire Records, which is our Facebook self, and we've got SFW, which is what we are behind you know the, the camera. Well, yeah. but the reason why I went with Empire Records on this is because of the fact that because you have so many different storylines in that it's more relatable for people to be able to connect with when you're seeing oh that's me Mm -hmm. so SFW doesn't really have that because you're really only getting so what you're saying is Empire Records is our gateway drug Yes, that's a perfect example. And SFW is our heroines. And, and if you notice, if you think about that for a second, this one was on HBO. This one you had to pay to watch. The first one's free. The next one's going to cost you. Something like that. So yeah. oh, with that argument, that that's hard to deny. You know what? Part of me wants to go with SFW just for one thing. Okay. I want to hear George complain about it whenever we. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, you cannot base your answers on trying to annoy right, so the that, other podcast. So does, does that mean that you're going SFW? I think representative of the spirit of Gen X. Yes, I have to go SFW. Okay, that means you're the tiebreaker, buddy. Oh god. <laughs> You knew it was going to come down to that. You knew it was going to I know. And and like I said, there's, I, there's no wrong answer. I, I agree with you of being representative of being Gen X. Mm-hmm. He makes a good point about one was free, the second one you had to pay for. Right. Um, he's right about the multiple storylines and the different types of folks involved in those storylines. The nihilism side of SSW and the fact that you'd get to hear George complain about it... <laughs> Where's your coin flip app? <laughs> yeah, no. You're gonna wear that sucker out on this one and the next one. <laughs> okay, I'm 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 cheating. Okay, I'm breaking out the coin flipper. Oh my gosh! All right, all right. And here, what here a- you go. Here, here's your, here's your actually easy. Which one has a better soundtrack? Ooh, ooh, that's hard. That, you, that's- you really want to put that question <laughs> to me, Mister? Show up with 700 songs for an episode. Wow. Uh, Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to flip this, and while it's spinning, I'm going to go Empire Records. You're going to go Empire Records? We're waiting on an app, folks. I know. The coin disagrees with me. Okay. Coin says SFW, huh? Coin says SFW, but 
the fact that I answered Empire Records while it was in the air. And like All I said, right. there's no wrong answer. There's no, this. hey, the yeah. fact that SFW made it out of the first round surprised the fuck out of me to begin with. So. <laughs> now here, this is going to be the one. That's uh, we have Clerks versus High Fidelity. You literally have my adolescence yeah. versus... You're I'm middle aged, yeah. <laughs> fighting each other. Here. You're young adult. You're adolescent yeah, versus yeah, you're young you're, adult. You're, you're this young this adult, is the easy know? one for me. Okay, which this one? This is Clerks. Clerks. I honestly, one hundred percent Clerks. clerks. I mean, as much as I, I love High Fidelity, I wish that High Fidelity was had been in a different bracket so that we could see it possibly come out of you yeah. know, or it's, one of these was in a different bracket. It just you came know? up against the, but the, it just that is the yeah. monster. You know? Oh my God! That 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 is. That that that's Godzilla rolling its way through. And I you know, will the say thing that is, is, I am not upset with any of the outcomes no, in this. No, you know? no, um, absolutely, I agree with all of them. Again, getting to the the SFW making it into the second round and yep. the Sweet Sixteen, basically, I love that. I'm glad. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm surprised. That is one of those like happy surprises of like, oh, there's your Cinderella well, and the story fact that it, out of this it bracket, talked out you know? Scream, which is one of your favorite movies. I know, you know? I know. And, yeah. and and the and the thing is, is that I think the debate that we had on that. I think it's a legit. And, it's very legit. Yeah. You know, and the it? reason the clerk's high fidelity thing was so easy for me is if I'm flipping through the channels and both of them are on, it's going to be clerks every time. Ooh, uh, that's I that's tough. I, See, to me, I think high fidelity is more again, watchable, but clerks is more impactual. Again, you're you asking know? me to take my dogs in the backyard and, <laughs> and make a decision of which yeah. one I'm putting a bullet in their brain. You know, I mean, that's a uh, pick. <laughs> Sounder or Old Yeller, uh, yeah, your I choice. Know. It's you like, know? Geez, All right, so, a... so this is me holding a gun to your head. Pick uh, a dog. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> no, no. All right. So, well, we did it, boys. We got it down. We got our... it down to that, and we did it under two hours, which is what I told everybody else. Longer than half an hour, under two hours. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so we'll be moving on with these. and once We, we will be. It. Okay, so here's but, the no, Hold on, hold on. So we're down to Clerks and High Fidelity, right? No, out of our bracket. Empire. Out of, out of, okay, Empire so Clerks. Empire Records or Clerks. Or Clerks. Or Clerks. But the thing is, they're not going to go head-to-head in this. Actually, they will, won't they? Yes, yep. they oh, will. Oh, no, we can't talk about it here. Nope. Because that's the next That's the next. That's the next one. And that's with everybody. So mm-hmm. tune in next time, folks. That's right. Here's your so here's cliffhanger. If you're, if, you do, or if you're not already subscribed to or aware of, go to Gen X Grown Up. Yes, Subscribe. Subscribe to them first off. And join we, their Discord server also. We, we we love John and George and Mo. I mean, that's that is I think a, you, you said know, those out of order. I think it should be Mo, John, and George. Whatever. <laughs> um and uh they are doing their bracket. They have the northern bracket, I know I know. Yes. yes. Um then uh, which you can go to our Instagram and see all the brackets if you, you know, are interested in that. Um, and we might post them up in Discord as well, just so we've got them. Yeah, we, we probably yeah. should do that along with the also video. go to hold on. Let me see. Hold on. Let me pull this up here so I can so I can tell you who what everybody has here. Okay. Um. Then there is also Society owes me a Gen X podcast, um, who has the Southern bracket, right? And then you have a Gen X uh, mixtape who has the Western the Western bracket. Yep. And they are going to be posting. And by the way, keep in mind, 
the names of the brackets have no bearing on what the movies whatsoever. are whatsoever. No, I just needed just, to give it a title. We needed something for, okay, fine, whatever, you know, north, north, south, east, west. It's at easy. Point, we have four of them, you know. At one point, we were going to call them the, the Donatello, the Leonardo. Yeah, the, we had a, you know, I mean, several different stuff, that was yeah. kind of cool, but <laughs> it was, um, yeah. So they are going to the be doing time. this exact same thing over on their feeds. We're going to, we, I've already, uh, we haven't. When this drops, the other ones will be available also. We, yes. we, we will coordinate that. But definitely go and follow those other three shows because we support them here. I Smash that subscribe exactly, button. Exactly. You know? Yes. Um, and they're, they're going to deba- debate this all down to the, to the Elite Eight like we do. You know, they're, 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 you know, uh, third third round. And then we're going to get together and we're going to debate this down to the champion of, of what is the, the the greatest movie about Gen X. And you know? speaking of Discord, if you like, if you agree with what we've said, if you disagree with what we said, if you think we're completely off our rocker and Scream should have been the number one on this or anything like that, yes, go on Discord, make your case. We want to hear these arguments. We want to hear people's point of view on this stuff because this is all subjective. Yes. Which, by the way, if you're looking for an invite to our Discord page, that open Discord invite is over on the Facebook page. Look so at stop you. by the Facebook page and or smash that link to the Discord. Look at Even you better, just look in the show notes and there's a link to that open invite. Oh, so. look. It's also in the show notes. <laughs> My also. goodness. My the goodness. show notes always have links to all of our social media. And we really do so encourage everybody to come out to Discord. I know we've had several people that have jumped on there already that have made some comments on previous ones. And we also have people who are are cross-pollinated from the yes. shows that we were just talking about. Yes. You know? so yep. it, yeah. And then... It's, it's going to be fun. It's, it's going to be fun. It's, it's gonna, about building a community. Exactly. Folks. We got to we hey, connect all the Gen Xers so we have some way to fight back against the. Let's hey look, well, us Gen Xers that we have to stick together because nobody else has looked has ever looked out for us. So it's gentlemen, <laughs> I think I can sum it up with a quote from one of these movies: "Damn the man, save the empire." That's us. We are the empire. We got to support each other on this. We've got to go through. It. I don't know. I don't. As an I empire don't like saying we're in, the empire is kind of. <laughs> you got to get out of your know. Star Wars line. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. Damn the man, save the empire. It's either that or scream Wolverines again, and I don't want to do that. Nah, so fucking what. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, folks, I am Big Dave. I'm Barry, and I am Alan, and we will see you next time. See you. Will I wake up some dream? My-